Who are you? No one of consequence. I must know. Get used to disappointment. Hey. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kill the Cast. My name is Jerry, and uh, joining us tonight for the last shot at the end of the bar is none other than JP Shots of 22 Shots of Moves and Horror. Uh, Netflix and chill. Hold up. Let me fucking look through this list again. Uh, a, a Vestron video podcast for the disabled. He also does Married with Children podcast. Uh, there's another Netflix and chill podcast coming out where he actually does it with a stuffed dog. That's going to be really cool. And uh, did I cover them all or do you have seven other ones? Well, I, I've had I've had other ones. There was one called A Double Shot of Horror that's now defunct. Uh, there was one where I did something similar along the lines that we do with Married with Children, where I did that with the X Files, except for it was not as well produced, and kind of like by the seam 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 of our pants, whatever whatever that's I, saying. I is. actually saw <laughs> and, that in my uh, feed. Yeah, that's defunct too. Yeah, I actually saw that in my feed and was kind of like, you know what? I kind of want to listen to that because I f- I fucking love X Files. So yeah, it was I, it was a plan that we had and we just we just could do it we just stopped yeah so that that's jp he also has a youtube channel which is double shot j mm-hmm. um so what where, where did you where did you start when it comes to doing this horror entertainment what was it youtube first were you making youtube videos okay so the first thing that i do want to say is it is not actually jp shot that is Facebook being lame because what it was was my name is JP. That's not my real name, obviously. It's my first initial and my last initial. Uh, but Facebook has a weird thing where they won't let you not have a last name. So I made my last name JP22 Shots. And then some douchebag in the Scream Factory uh, Facebook page. Um, flagged me a bunch of times and they made me change my name and like i couldn't put 22 anymore so i just put jp shot and it sounds stupid <laughs> I, I was, but to I, go I, into your actual question i was actually gonna say at some point i do want to know how y'all named 22 shots of moods and horror because i was like okay well jp that's shot actually <laughs> and moods is moods uh-huh. jeremy's not mentioned uh-huh. all which is how it should be and then there's 22 for some reason, and and it sounds like it's tw- I'm going to take 22 shots to get into the mood for horror. Yeah. Okay. So let, uh, let me let me I'll answer both of those questions. Okay. So the first question was how did I get into horror entertainment? Uh, I was through YouTube. Um, basically, if you want to go way back, um, <laughs> I was uh had a lot of free time on my hands. I didn't have a job. I actually lived alone, but I didn't have a job. Don't ask me how that happened. But I was like really depressed and like bored and you know, all this stuff because I was like, you know, didn't have a license, didn't have a job. I was like struggling, you know, fresh out of high school. I just didn't, I just was a slacker, all that stuff. And funny thing was I started collecting retro games and I got really into it until I realized they're really expensive. And during this time, I also had DVD by mail from Netflix. So I remembered that I loved horror films, which I've always had ever since I was a little kid. And I started getting all these horror films that I'd never seen, like, through the mail, like Night of the Demons, different stuff. And I started watching these, 
and collecting more retro games. Um, I would do like odd jobs and stuff to to buy, you know, like Sega games and Sega CDs and different things like that. And it got really expensive. And I was like, I, I kind of got out of it a little bit. And I found YouTube by finding, you know, retro game collectors. I found that there were horror collectors and horror reviewers and horror um, enthusiasts and all these different things. And I was like, I couldn't believe it because my whole life. I was the person that was obsessed with horror. I knew nobody else. I did not know a single person who liked horror like me. And I didn't even think that there were people like that. And then I find out that there's this giant community. And I, I never even knew there was a horror convention. And I've seen people on YouTube talk about it. And I'm like, I started getting back into it. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, this is crazy. There's all these people that are obs more obsessed with it than me. They're mentioning giallos. I never heard of a giallo. They're mentioning all Lucio Falci and Dario Argento and, and all these people who I never heard of. And they'd seen hundreds of films I never heard of, thousands. And I was like, this is so cool. This is so cool. So I started just watching these videos, never commented, watched them for like two years, watched, subbed to all these people, watched all their horror content all the time, finally got ballsy enough to make a YouTube video sucked really bad at it for a very long time do not look at my old videos they're absolutely atrocious they will make you cringe and then I, you know i started making videos i started getting a little bit better and you know around 2013 i started getting a, a good bit better and now i'm way better than i was like i crush it now compared to what i used to be like i couldn't even talk back then i was so shy and then i met moods uh, I met him when I first started my YouTube channel, and essentially what had happened was there was another YouTube channel called The Fright Tube, and it was hosted by this guy named Tim, and it was like every day of the week somebody would do a review, post a review, and it just so happens that this one dude, Tattoo Doorman, who was in it, kind of saw one of my videos and just subbed me and asked me since I was a fresh face on YouTube to do it with him. And then I had just met moods from like what these things were called back in the day called video responses where you can make a response yes. to a video and it would be linked to it. They don't have those anymore. Uh, I miss those so um, There were these things called <laughs> Weren't they awesome? They were awesome. Oh, they were so great. And um, I'm, I met moods through the, these video responses and we just started chatting in PMs on, on YouTube. And um, we needed a guy for Sunday and I reached out to moods. I was like, Hey, I just joined this thing. You should join it too or whatever. And so we did long story short, that went on for a while. The leader of it was like a Nazi, like crazy, like Hitler type dude. Like he was like trying to run it. So we like six out of the seven of us left. There was actually nine of us cause we had two filling guys. So six out of the nine left created body bags, started doing that with this guy named Clive. We brought him in and Clive Craven, he's a rapper. Check him out. Like, he's his own record label and stuff. He's a pretty cool dude. And he started a podcast called The Burial Grounds. And Burial Grounds was a video live stream show on YouTube. They're still up on YouTube. And, in fact, you can see, I think, three of them on 22ShotsOfMoodsAndHorror.com under other podcasts. And those were, like, on Google Hangout, like, live questions and stuff. And it was me, Moods. Uh, Clive and Stephen Ferrandino, um, who now is the press agent at uh, Midnight Releasing. Steve was our boy. He was my homie. He was one of the first dudes I met on YouTube. And basically, he, uh, all four of us did this podcast. It was kind of short-lived. Clive kind of got out of it. We were just bringing Jeremy in, who was friends with Moods. 
and I didn't know Jeremy, but we started hanging out all the time in like um, Skype chats and things like that. And then after that ended, we just Jeremy actually was like, hey, we sh-, he asked Moods to do a podcast with him. And then Moods was like, well, we got to get my boy JP because he's good at this shit, too, or, you know, he would be perfect for this. So that's when we started. Jeremy actually created 22 Shots of Moods and Horror. And the name comes from this. Double Shot J is the shot. Moods is the moods 616 his youtube channel jeremy's youtube channel is nes ruler 22 so that's where the 22 comes from and then horror boom <laughs> it's, it's kind of funny that jeremy made it and he's like unless you know like because when you look at his youtube channel i'm just gonna look at it and go oh nes ruler he had to throw a number on there because fucking everyone has to throw numbers on shit uh not me not well, I mean, not me either. I mean, we're better than that, but still, um, people like him have to do stuff like that, and so it's just funny that he created he started it, and yet he is yeah, not crazy, represented right? in the title because I had I 100% thought, in fact, I didn't even know he started it until uh today when I was listening to the Urban Legend show because <laughs> he actually brings it up that he's that he started this shit and it wouldn't be y'all, it wouldn't be a thing. And, if it wasn't for him, and he's not in fact, represented. He used to host it. Yeah, he's not even the re- he's not represented in the name at all. I a hundred percent that thought that it was you and Moo who created it, and for some reason y'all took pity on Jeremy and brought him in, or he was just around when y'all first started and where y'all weren't really that good, so everyone sucked, and then you and Moods got way better. But yeah, you know what, man? And the name, the name is something else that I've, <laughs> I've had this thing with forever. First of all, everybody thinks it's Moods podcast because his name is so prevalent in the title. You don't know his shot. You know, my name is not shot. It's JP. You know what I mean? His name is Moods. So it makes sense that people would think it's his show. People think he edits it. You know, people think he makes the thumbnail, all this stuff, which I actually produce the show primarily. I do the editing, I do the thumbnail, I do the show notes, I send it to Jason Lloyd, I do all that, I record it. Uh, Moods has recently started recording it too, maybe he'll get in on the editing eventually, but um, most of the time people think it's his show. I fucking hate the name and always have, Um, because to me, it doesn't doesn't represent anything, it looks silly, people are like, what the fuck is it, there's a bunch of guys drinking, talking about horror, what, 22 shots, like they don't get it, they don't get it at all, and I understand that, that's why I was so adamant on not naming it that when we were coming up with names, like I was looking for the most generic name possible, like I wanted to call it like all original horror, or like, uh, you know, horror daily, or like, or or just something like, um, horror film podcast or just something basic because I had the forethought of knowing that that would pop up in search engines, the simple horror podcast, you know, that is going to pop up. I I wanted to call it like the, um, you know, what's funny. I think I wanted to call it the horror cast at one point. I'm pretty sure, which is funny because we, we got our boys, the horror cast now who make a podcast and stuff like that. And they're, they're a good podcast, but I'm pretty sure that that was one of the names I wanted to do. Moods was thinking more along of like, I think one of them was like, um, like, uh, something like, like, uh, intestines Holocaust or something like that, you know, just some, some crazy shit he was on. And Jeremy was like, well, I don't know about Holocaust because I am Jewish and stuff. (laughs) You know what's funny is, okay. So I had done podcasting before kill the cast. I had done podcasting for retro gaming. I had done it for, uh, I did a retro collective, uh, podcast, 
But when me and Jay, when I when I messaged Jay and was like, hey, let's do a podcast together about horror, because I met Jay through the retro gaming scene, when I started looking up podcasts, horror podcasts to listen to start kind of seeing what other people were doing so I could figure out what I liked and what I didn't like to do for my own show. Mm-hmm. Uh, some 22 Shots of Moods and Horror came up. I saw that name and immediately was like, I am not listening to that shit. See, man? That looks like it's just <laughs> a bunch of people getting drunk and do it. Because I also saw like uh, 40 Ounce of Horror and, uh-huh. uh, and, and some of the others. And... To me, the, the the two podcasts that I first picked to listen to, one was based off a very unique unique name and one was based off a very generic name because I think you have to do one of the two. Mm-hmm. A- and I don't listen to either one of them anymore because I really didn't like it. One was Horror 101 or 101, 101 Horror. Which um, was another name that I picked. Yeah. I swear to God. Uh, I swear to God that was another one that I had. <laughs> which was good, but I didn't really care for the format. Um, and then the other one was uh, Say You Love Satan podcast. I've not heard of I, that one. I really liked the name. I listened to a couple episodes. There was just too much of them talking about... I didn't know them. So a lot of this inside shit they were talking about, I had no yeah. clue. And it wasn't like inside jokes like y'all do or exploding heads does this was literally them talking about uh going to the mall with this person that they all know mm-hmm. i don't know that person that doesn't mean anything to me so i was like this is garbage and then i found uh skeleton crew yeah and uh this is this is when dave was on it and i had reached out to dave because he he was very friendly and uh I, and i had already been making kill the cast at this point I, mm-hmm. by the time I found Skeleton Crew, we had already done, we dropped, I literally, we dropped the Phantasm episode that we did literally like a fucking couple of days before I found their first Phantasm episode. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, that works. Um, so it's very interesting that you say all that about your podcast name because I, you were the first podcast on Horophilia I ever saw the name to. And hmm. I thought it was the stupidest name in the world and was like, it's probably a bunch of drunk people talking about horror. And I, I don't, I don't want to listen to that for my entertainment. Not, not that I'm against that. If people want to drink and talk about horror for a pop, that's cool. I'm sure someone out there really loves it. Not for me. Yeah. And you know what we find? We just settled. That's what it was. We just settled on something that combined all of our names. Cause we couldn't think of, we couldn't come to terms on anything else. And, um, it definitely hurt, hurts us a little bit, but at the same time, like I'm cool with it now. Like I can live with it. Like we've built a successful following. And in fact, um, when we first launched, we had hundreds of listeners immediately because we had a following on YouTube already. Uh, so that was cool. You know, we didn't have to have that grindy, like two download thing that most people have to deal with, uh, when they first start out. And um, once we got on Horophilia, we actually lost our entire subscriber feed from iTunes because we couldn't actually tra- – Jason could not find a way to transfer it from Podomatic. A couple months later, found out that there's a way. But we had everybody who was subscribed, we lost. So everybody – we had to rebuild. So, But we do good now. We do great. Like we, like, <clears throat> we get anywhere from you know, 500 to 1,000 – uh, up to 3000 views on YouTube alone. You know what I mean? Like we, we do, we do, we do, we pull decent numbers. Yeah. I mean, technically, even with the name, technically 
I would say y'all are the biggest podcast on the Horophilia network because if you count your Horophilia downloads plus your YouTube views, mm-hmm. you plus my website plus my website, which gets hundreds as well. Yeah, pl- plus that. I mean, you have like you, that would technically make y'all the most listened to show on the network. But when someone's looking for horror, they're gonna find someone called the Skeleton Crew or Exploding Heads. Mm-hmm. way faster way easier than they are 22 shots but luckily both of those shows would lead them to 22 shots yeah and you know what i don't know if this is a question at all if there's any married with children stuff thrown in there or anything but what's really interesting that i host a podcast with you and alex is alex was i believe either the first or second podcast i ever heard but this was back in like 2010 way before skeleton crew he was on a show called rabbit and red and i listened to them from from the from pretty much almost the beginning of when they started and then when they left Horbid for the first time. And then I, I, I came around, I found, I didn't, there was like a year that went by where I didn't even know Alex was podcasting. I don't even think he was. And then, uh, they started the skeleton crew. I remember the Friday the 13th retrospect and that's when I found him again. And I was like, Holy shit, you know? And so, I mean, it's crazy to come full circle like that. Cause I was just a listener of his for years before he ever even knew me. You know what I mean? And now we host the podcast together. That's crazy. And what's funny about uh, you doing the Married with Children podcast is when Alex was looking for people to do the podcast, you messaged him saying you wanted to like throw in like just a voice recording or a clip or something. Yeah, because he had asked a question where he said like if anybody wants to send a reaction to the first episode or something – they can or whatever and i was like yeah i'll I'll, hey i'll i have never seen this show but i think it'd be cool if you had a perspective from somebody who's not seen it so i'll send in a clip or whatever and he took that as oh you you want to be on the show (laughs) you know what i mean (laughs) i i remember when he messaged me and he goes oh my god dude we just got so lucky we have our third person and i was like oh shit who is it he goes it's jp from 22 shots i'm like shit really fuck now i've got to be on a podcast with two big people like this is like because yeah i think this was january i was not on horophilia uh kill the cast was 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 doing very minimal we were putting stuff out we were starting to get some notice but it wasn't huge and i'm sitting there like oh shit i'm gonna be on i'm gonna have host from two of the biggest horophilia shows and I've got to make sure that I can hold ground with them, that I can I can play in the same ballpark as these guys. Dude, you know what too, man? I gotta you know, this this I gotta say, man, like you do a fantastic job. Like you really do. And uh I'm I, I was really impressed. I didn't know anything about you going in. I was like, this guy, this guy's good. Like I, I gotta compete with this guy, you know what I mean? Because you you were on point from day one on Married with Children, where it took me a little bit of uh you know, time to kind of find my groove on there. And, you know, I still have rocky times on there at at times because I'm not as familiar with it, but, but you do a great job. And you know, what's funny else too, man, is that I love doing this because I've met so many cool people, but like, I would literally consider you a friend, you know, we talk every week, you know what I mean? And, and I, I always find it weird when that happens. Cause I like have my friends on, on, social media you know in the in the horror world the the entertainment world if you will 
and then like a new person will come in out of nowhere and then I'll be real, and, and then I'll become like best friends with them. And it's weird that because you never assume that that's just going to happen like that, but it does all the time. And I love it for that. This That's why I love doing this. Partly. I completely agree with you. Uh, and the only reason I think uh, at the beginning of Married with Children podcast, why I was better because uh, the norm was like, uh, for kill the cast for for december we did a show because i wanted to do a christmas show but i didn't want to do anything christmas related so Mm -hmm. i took the idea of christmas in july and instead did halloween in december and we did a 90s halloween special sitcom episode and we did an episode of roseanne martin and married with children (laughs) i love all those and (laughs) and literally that came out alex heard it and Alex had wanted to do another show that was not horror related. Mm-hmm. And he just didn't know what he wanted to do. Then he heard that show that I did and was like, oh, Married with Children. I love Married with Children. I got to do it. And he does love Married with Children. Holy <laughs> shit. Yes, he loves Married with Children. Uh, and then as soon as he made the post, I was like, dude, I literally just did this show. Uh, and, and, and Alex and I had talked at the time. We, we were cool. But like, Alex was still like, like that's still my favorite host from my favorite podcast kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. we weren't like hardcore friends. So I was literally like jumping. Uh, I was bursting at the seams to be like, dude, let me be on the show. I just did a Mary with children episode. And he's like, yeah, I heard it was really good. I was really actually hoping you would want to be on. And I'm like, Oh fuck. Yes. And I got to go on <laughs> and I got to say married with children is one of the funnest podcasts to do. It just, really is. We have no idea where we're going to go. With each episode. I remember we originally thought episodes were going to be 20 to 30 minutes long. And we did. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> they are an hour long. And and there's so much cut out of the show. There's, yeah. There is stuff you, y'all never get to hear that gets cut out. Um, <laughs> Alex has a, has a talent for picking and choosing. What yeah, he's really good. He's probably the best editor that I know for sure. Yeah. So, but, but enough about Alex. Fuck that dude. Uh, let's get into you. Okay, one question. I like knowing behind-the-scenes stuff. Yes. And one question that I'm sure anyone who's listening who wants to start a podcast wants to know from you, what is your gear breakdown? What are you recording with? What's your microphone programs? What are you editing with? What What do you got going on over there? All right, so um, I've went back and forth. Like I, I originally edited – I originally did everything on my PC – but it it's just so loud, you know what I mean? And you can probably hear it in the background right now. I'm sorry I didn't shut it off. Well, I, my mic picks up every damn thing, and I don't know why. I use a Blue Yeti. Okay, so do which I. Which I bought on season, what we call season two of 22 shots. So episode one through 22 is season one because – that was when we were recording, you know, weekly or, you know, miss a week every now and then all the way up until the summer. We started in November of 2013, I think November of 2013, and we ended uh, around like September or something where we did the sleepaway camp films for the summer. And Moods goes on vacation like every weekend or like goes camping every weekend in the summer. So we uh, took a took a break from there. Um, and, and when we came back, we upgraded all our equipment. So I'm using a, I'm using a blue Yeti. I have beats headphones. Um, I have a, a, just a sh- cheap laptop that I bought 
uh, specifically to record on and not do pretty much anything else on. And then I use a flash drive to take the files from my laptop over to the PC. I edit on Audacity. Okay. What uh, program do you use to record uh, the, the Skype call with? Uh, I used to use a program called Total Skype, and we we lot like we ran into huge huge problems with it. Um, and uh, it was called Total Record. No, 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 no. no. Scott, sorry, sorry. Let me back up. Um, it was called iFree Skype, and it was decent, but it it had a record limit. You can only record for like two and a half hours or something. So literally, the first like million episodes of Twenty Two Shots. They would just stop recording all of a sudden. I'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, guys! Skype recorder ended," and then we'd have to like reboot and stuff, and and like patch it in and edit it and stuff. But Alex actually hooked me up with this program called Total Recorder. It's like twenty bucks. It's a good program. I highly recommend it, and that's what I record with now. That's hilarious because guess what I record with Total Recorder. Total Recorder. Guess who recommended it? <laughs> Alex. Alex. Yeah. I was using. Yeah. Uh, I bought Pamela because okay. So my dumbass originally was recording our Skype using the program Freps, which is what I use to record my gameplay footage for mm-hmm. my retro gaming YouTube channel. Yeah. But that leaves, that means each podcast was recorded as a video file, uncompressed, 40 gigs, <laughs> like two hours long, 40 fucking gigs broken up. Oh. Uh, app, like uh ton. It probably wasn't 40 gigs. It was probably like, like, 10 15 gigs each one because it broke down as like three uh videos and it would because it would break after every like four gigs mm-hmm. and we and i wanted to stop using that i got pamela because i researched and everyone said it was good pamela's fucking terrible do not pay for it that was a waste of like <laughs> 35 dollars. there was a time last year dude where all of a sudden everybody's Skype recorder stopped working after Skype had an update and like everybody was scrambling. I knew like five or six podcasts who lost full episodes. It was crazy. And that's when I reached out to Alex and got this. Also, one thing you didn't ask, I make thumbnails on GIMP. It's a program called GIMP. It is a fantastic free program. It it's very, very in depth. You can do almost anything on it, but it takes a very long time to learn. That's why if you look at, my thumbnails from episode, I think I started thumbnails around like 32. They progressively get better. Like, and I learn new tricks and stuff. So, um, I, I, if I want to brag a little bit, I think I have some of the best thumbnails in the game at sometimes. And you know, that's all that you can do it too. You just got to teach yourself YouTube tutorials, stuff like that. You get better with them and you use the program GIMP. But, um, I think I have some of the better thumbnails. I really do. I agree. No, I agree. I think, I think, I think on Horophilia Network, you are undisputedly have the <laughs> best thumbnails. Uh, there are some Skeleton Crew ones that I really, really like. Yeah, they do um, a good job too. Um, and there's and there's some really good banana laser ones. I like the exploding head ones because they're simple and clean. Uh, but there's not like tons going on there. Yeah. yeah. As where 22 shots, it's, it's almost like a piece of art. And actually... Uh, because of it's actually more you than exploding heads is why I started making thumbnails that weren't just originally it was just the like whatever the poster, poster. for the movie yeah. was, <laughs> and then I started do I would pull like a screenshot from the movie and put font on it and shit like that, and it's because of talking to you is why I've started going and doing that. Yeah, and you know I'm no by no means an artist. I'm actually terrible at art. Me too. But um, and, and you know sometimes dude like. 
the thumbnail is what slows down the episode the most. Like I could spend anywhere from an hour to three hours on a thumbnail. And usually what it is that takes so long is I can't figure out where to go with it. Like I just, I'm just don't have, I usually have an idea in my head where I want it to, what I want it to look like. But sometimes I just, I can't get there. Or I can't find the right pieces online, you know, cause some of my cut out, some of them I get from places, you know, just Google image searches and stuff like that. And sometimes I just can't piece together what I want it to look like. Like for example, the very last episode we did episode 105, which was the urban legends trilogy. Like I could not think what to do with that thumbnail. So it turned out a little generic, but you know, it, it, at a certain point you got to cut your losses and just go with whatever. Yeah, no, that's that's a hundred percent true. I I don't think I'll ever put that much time into the thumbnail because for the most part it doesn't seem like. People well, if you have like a shitty name, if you have a shitty name, you need something else to catch their eye, and that's that's. Fair I, I think sometimes the thumbnail they just see it and they're like, oh, I know what this is. They're not seeing twenty two shots of Moods and Horror. They're seeing alien the alien trilogy that looks all cool and stuff, and they're like, I want to listen to this. Hundred <laughs> percent, and it and it's really good for your YouTube videos. Since there is no video and it's just a picture, you got to have something good to, to draw them in. Cause yeah, yeah, right. It's going right. to work. Um, so uh, how do you research your movies? What's your approach? I have heard on many different episodes where you've either – where you've had notes or you where you've even actually been like, I didn't take any notes. All right. If I'm going to be – I'm, I'm going into this, I didn't know what type of questions you were going to ask me. But I was going to be like, I'm going to just answer everything as honest as possible and not give any bullshit. I would say 95% of the time I do not take notes. Interesting. Um, I don't like taking notes. I feel like I can't get into the movie. I feel like I have to have a light on or I have to pause the movie. every. I'm, I'm a sloppy writer. I can't spell for shit. And I also um, just am, am take a long time to write things. So I literally – if I don't pause the movie while I write down what I'm thinking, then – I miss the next stuff happening because it takes me so long to write. So I literally take notes very few times. Like one time that I uh, didn't take notes and I think is one of my best, you know, points is the, the hatchet trilogy. I didn't take notes on the hatchet trilogy. Um, I think I might've on the first film, but really I watched a lot of commentaries and special features for that show. And that's, that's what, really helped me plus i was a huge fan of those movies when i first got back into horror and stuff but for the most part i don't take notes dude like i don't like doing it i try for example i took notes for urban legend one didn't even use them um and just went off of memory so for the most part it is all memory that's that's really impressive i i have to take notes um but most thank because, god like, you guys do. <laughs> yeah married with children. oh dude my notes for married with children like there are so many times where alex like skips over like entire scenes and, and you're like, like wait, 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 we got to go back. Yeah, and you've heard me. Well, I'm like, hold on, we got to go back. We missed this. Um, yeah. And sometimes I pick and choose. Sometimes I'll be like, eh, whatever, I'll let this one go. Um, yeah. But I have Ooh, to take One show notes. I took notes for all the films was Children of the Corn. When we did all uh, eight or nine of those films, took notes for every one of them. Jesus Christ. I, 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 I'm actually really surprised you didn't take notes for the Hatchet movies because – you were on point with your knowledge on that episode. Like I remember mm -hmm. listening to that, just going, "Holy shit, man! How he 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 has some really good notes in front of him <laughs> because he is he is on point." So to hear that that's all the top of your head, you are the little Wayne of of podcast. Little Wayne doesn't oh, write. On. 
Little Wayne. Yeah, well, yeah, right. Oh, only in the no, fact that Little Wayne. Do not Wayne, insult me like that. Little, okay, okay. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me uh, explain this. I'm not saying you're you're a terrible rapper, but I'm saying the <laughs> fact that it is impressive to me that Little Wayne does not write his songs. Oh, it's impressive to you that Little Wayne tells you he does not write his songs. Okay, I gotcha. Okay. Um. Okay. I see what you're doing there. I see. <laughs> I, I don't know. Sometimes I have a hard time believing he wrote that. What did what he say? Uh, we the F baby. The F is for phenomenal. That what motherfucker? Phenomenal starts with a P. Dude, listen. One time I remember listening to like I hated Lil Wayne when when he was popular and stuff. Like I, I honestly like his first. Um, I think the BM. Uh, uh, Bert. What what is Carter one? I like Carter one. Um, but I remember hearing a line where he's like. He's like, when I was a little kid, my favorite movie was The Gremlins. That ain't got shit to do with this. I just thought that I would mention. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> what the hell is this guy talking about? Yeah, like, what <laughs> But the I fuck? always remember that line forever. <laughs> oh, my God. That cracks me up, man. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. Uh, yeah, so. But I, I got to say, it's impressive you don't take notes. I have to take notes because for, for Kill the Cast, like, I, I'm the host and I have to direct everyone in the right proper way, like, for it to have a flow. We're not Listen, 100 episodes if I in. could give advice to people, take notes. I can't do it, but I think that podcasts are generally better when you take notes, so I, I agree with you there. Yeah, I, I, I have uh, – when we first started, Jay did not take any notes at all, and Kenneth didn't really take notes, and then I made them start taking notes, and I mm. feel uh, Kenneth – Got fucking crazy better when he took notes. Yeah, Jeremy and Moods both take notes. Yeah. to let you guys know. Yeah, well, I mean, this, this will be in our feed as well, the Twenty Two Shots feed. So yeah, it'll be <clears throat> it'll be the most downloaded Kill the Cast show ever. They're gonna listen. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, JP's here. Who the fuck? Wait, is this a Jerry guy that Jeremy's always talking shit about? Yeah, he's the new host of uh, Twenty Two Shots. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm there now. Um, <laughs> Jeremy's out. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Uh, so okay. So, is there any movie, this is more of a fun question, is there any movie that you can remember getting legit scared by as a kid? Yes. Um, there's two that jump out of my mind. One I just talked about, and that was the Zelda scene in Pet Cemetery. Oh, God, yes. Um, that t- terrified me when I was a kid, um, but... I started watching horror films. What? Okay, I always explain it like this: When can you start watching things? Like, when is your brain capable to watch things? And you know, what is it like one and a half? Like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know much about babies. Whatever age that was, I started watching horror films. So basically, when you could watch anything, I was already watching horror films. And so literally my entire life, I don't exaggerate there, my entire life I was watching horror films. So I didn't really get scared by a whole lot. Like my first horror film that I remember watching is when I was like two and it was like uh, Friday the 13th part seven. But at one point in my life when I was eight years old, one movie scared me more than anything ever, 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 ever. And it was The Blair Witch Project. And to this day, I love that movie. It's one of my favorites ever. And it fucked me up as a kid, man. Like it really did. Like I, I, cause my house was like right next to the woods and like I would, I, I lived one state over from Maryland. I knew this took place in Maryland. So I'm like, what if the witch came here? And I didn't know it was fake. Like 
I had the luxury of not knowing for months after I had seen it that it was fake. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, so to me, it was real. I you remember. Know? I was scared of shit. I remember I thought it was real, but my <laughs> dad was so pissed off that it wasn't real because he watched that documentary that came out. He saw <laughs> yeah. the movie and he just, I just remember him looking at us and just being like, it's as fake as that fucking wrestling you watch. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, shit. Then again. Yeah, yeah. My dad, scared the hell out of me, like, man. My dad was always into like some shit like that. Like I remember our garage. Anytime my dad's ever had a garage or a basement, it gets turned into a bar. That's just how <laughs> it's happening. And I'm sitting in there watching um, uh, a creature feature that I had just rented. I think it was Komodo uh, on VHS. Okay. This motherfucker, my dad, takes a giant butcher knife. He was working on the walls or something, and his closet is right next to where the TV is in the garage, and he just jabs a butcher knife through the wall while what I'm the sitting hell? there watching Komodo and I about shit myself. Like I like, this is so Komodo is the scariest movie Jerry has ever seen. No, actually uh, the, cause like I have video proof that at the age of five, my favorite movie in the world was jaws. Um, I, I just like, watched it in the theater, homie. Dude, week. it's, uh, I saw it in the theaters two years ago and it was one of, the greatest like moments of my life watching that movie in theaters. I love that. Awesome. Movie. It is. So, oh dude. It's so good in theaters. Oh, oh it is. God. The screen's so big and the ocean looks yes. so vast. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I had a good time. That's going to be JP's next podcast. It's, uh, it's going to be once every couple of months and it's just gonna be him reviewing his experience, seeing a horror movie in theaters, but it has <laughs> to be, it can't be a newer release one. It has to be an old one that he went to go see. Yeah, been seeing a lot of them, man. A lot of them, because honestly, like I, I did a, I actually did a spreadsheet just to keep track of them, just because I'm weird, you know. I'm a stats nerd and stuff like that, and um, I could actually tell you right now how many like retro movies that are not, you know, new movies that came out that I've been able to catch in 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 the cinema, and the total right now is twenty four. That is twenty four. That is dope. Movies. And you just went and saw the Goonies. Yeah, which yeah. is also, I dude, ah oh, man, if if I get a chance to go see the Goonies in theaters, hands down, I'm jumping all over that. Um, if I'm honest, that was my favorite experience so far. Um, I also really enjoyed Phantasm back when I seen that the second time, actually on digital, not thirty five millimeter, because I've seen Phantasm twice. I've seen it at a drive in in a theater, but when they did the remastered last year, seeing that was huge for me like that was that and goonies those are my two. Oh, that's 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 great uh we recent i just went and saw uh the princess bride which yeah, I know. had a q a with carrie elwes afterwards but it was super short i was really kind of fucking upset that i paid all this money and he talked for maybe <laughs> 30 minutes and, uh, and like all gotta the, do at least an hour yeah they did they had this whole thing in the beginning where we were supposed to fill out our questions and of course i didn't ask a question for princess bride i asked a horror question because uh, he has been in a few horror movies but uh literally they they out of all those fucking questions they asked five questions and it was like all super softball questions <laughs> i was kind of upset <laughs> but it was it, it was cool okay so uh what is and, and fans of your show might know this, but for those who don't, or if you've said this way, way back, do you have a, like, number one favorite horror movie of all time? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Such to me, movie. it is the, when you say horror movie, 
those two words, right? What is a horror movie? I think the greatest definition of that is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. No, I, I actually completely agree with you. I actually have a question for you. And uh, th- Okay. So I, at one point I was working on an idea of my I, I, for a YouTube video. My top five favorite exploitation films of all time. Yes. Um, specifically going for horror exploitation, obviously, and not like fucking non-exploitation or Bruce Lee exploitation or anything like that. <laughs> um, and while I was making the list, I can't. I, I I was sitting there wondering, does Texas Chainsaw Massacre count as an exploitation movie? Because at the time it was made, it fits all the criteria, but because it's gotten so famous, does it still count as an exploitation? film what is your opinion on that i think first you have to define exploitation um Um, and what it means to cinema so you want to get a quick definition of exploitation so to me an exploitation film is a movie that is made uh very cheaply and it, Mm -hmm. it completely it doesn't rely heavily on story as much as it relies on a a shock value a a in-your-face thing. It's very raw. It's very uh, aggressive, and it's and it's going to quote unquote exploit things to get people in the scenes. In the seats, it's not going to. It's not going to show you an art trailer. It's going okay. to show you uh, sexy teenage girls, uh, blood, shit like that. This, this is yeah. not. We're not talking The Exorcist here. We're not even yeah. talking Friday the Thirteenth because I don't think Friday the Thirteenth can count as an exploitation film because Friday the 13th to me is the first time we have what would, I would call a mainstream exploitation film. And at that yeah. point it's no longer exploitation. It's mainstream. It's something it wouldn't be shown in a grind house. Yeah. See, that's kind of where I come at it with like, I kind of lump like, first of all, there are exploitation films that, that are purely 100% exploitation like you're looking at like blood feast and um a lot of the um black exploitation films like yes. like coffee and and the ones with pam greer like um foxy brown and uh those those are those are pure exploitation um but one thing that that happens with exploitation is a film can become an exploitation film simply because it's a product of its environment Meaning if they're being shown on, you know, uh, 42nd Street and in these grindhouse theaters and these double feature, you know, dollar theaters and things like that, um, I think they become exploitation. You know what I mean? So um, I do think Chainsaw is is an exploitation film, but I also think it's one to break through. Like it, it, it was birthed as an exploitation film, but it, it kind of broke through and uh, broke through the mold a little bit and, and kind of transcended it. But I still think, you know, at its core, it, it should be considered an exploitation film. Yeah. See, I struggle with it so much. Cause like, um, cause like depending on what slice of exploitation you're looking at, like if I go, um, uh, women in cages exploitation. Yeah. My favorite is the Big Bird House. Yeah, uh, that one's fantastic. It's got Pam Greer in it. It's got Sid Haig in it. It's a very fun, uh, f- you know, movie. But but then there's other exploitations I do not get in. I don't get into Nazi exploitation like the uh, Isa film, Ilsa. Ilsa films. Um, you know or, what's funny? For the longest time, Ilsa was our number one show that really? we've ever done. That's crazy. Yep. I got in, in like. 
then I started finding out more exploitation films because I started watching I I started watching the cinema stop like when he put out his fourth video. Like I was really early on watching him and so I learned a lot more and started diving into it more. And then like my top five are are mostly very well known ones mm-hmm. now. Um and it, but even with then, when I look at like, cause Last House on the Left is on that list for me, and I I include it. But when it comes to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I almost go, but it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's it's a piece of art now, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely a very you know, and 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 the water's so muddy because like every film Texas. can be argued <laughs> that it's exploiting the audience. You know what I mean? Like they're the like, oh yeah, it's such a it's such a specific thing that's kind of indefinable at certain points when you talk exploitation sometimes you know what i mean so yeah i i agree with it. it's it's a very hard one to go with um so on the favorite movie part do you have a favorite uh horror novel um let me think uh actually I'm not a big reader. I grew up reading Goosebumps and like Christopher Pike and stuff like that. Um, but I, I don't really read. But one, one year I bought a book and one story in particular, it's a, it's a short story, but it, it just – I loved it so much. It's actually from Stephen King and it's called 1922 I believe. And it's actually being made for Netflix right now, which I was – for years I always said I, that's what I wanted ad- adapted. I could picture it in my head like if I had a choice to adapt anything, it would be that, you know, um, really good story. So I, I guess it would be that, you know, <laughs> I will have to put that on my list. What do you remember what collection it was? It's in? Uh, like, full dark, no stars, full dark, no stars. OK, I don't yeah, have that a couple one of the movies have been made. There was, uh, I think, five stories in there. Good Marriage, Big Driver have already seen adaptations. But the biggest story in there is 1922 or 1944 or whatever it was called. Um that is the biggest story in there, and it's like half the book. Interesting. Okay. All right, so let's get into some of these questions that uh, uh, the listeners of 22 Shots, I asked this question in the 22 Shots Facebook group for questions, what they want to ask you. So here's one from Sam Edwards. Without a doubt, in your mind, what are your top five favorite 1960s to 1980s horror films of all time <laughs> and if you don't have a top five uh, uh just just give us a couple you know i you can would i can do to a top five i could do a top five okay all right so <clears throat> the the it's you know texas chainsaw massacre is number one mm-hmm. my number two favorite horror film of all time is nightmare on elm street part three dream warriors i know you love that answer jerry uh you're wrong but okay <laughs> uh return of the living dead great John Carpenter's The Thing. Fucking in my top five. And Day of the Dead. Those those are my five as oh. of right now. They change. Carrie kind of goes in there sometimes because I love Carrie too. So, yeah. Those are my top five right now. But it always mm-hmm. changes. It always changes. I've literally made top ten lists like most of my YouTube and, and, and podcasting career and it's always different. Yeah, I, I will be honest. I love watching top five, top ten videos on YouTube. Um it's one of my favorite things. I don't know what it is about list. I love list. I love, I making, love list too. And I like Lists making videos. Listen to, uh, Watson's, uh, conversation on lists and why we love them. 
yes. which is like episode two or three of Horror Corridor when he gives his like top ten, top thirty favorite horror films or, or something like that. Because that's a good episode. Yes, that one is fantastic. And uh, Sam Edwards had a second question. Uh, speaking of Day of the Dead, uh, other than Romero, have you met anyone else famous? <laughs> yeah. And you cannot kinda. say Carly from Netflix and Chill. Uh, I've met Hulk Hogan when I was, these are not horror people, but I met Hulk Hogan when I was a kid at a McDonald's. Uh, I met Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern show and uh, scary movie. I think he's in one of the scary movies, that little black dude. Yeah. Um, I've met that dude who says, dude, you're getting a Dell, that guy. Oh my God. Um, I've met one person from survivor uh stephanie lagrosa i think she's like one of my favorite players um she's from pa and then i met two people from the real world who i can't remember who which ones they were um but yeah that's 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 it besides i haven't met any horror people besides romero uh to my knowledge fair enough uh and he had one more question if you made your own horror convention what would you call it and this is interesting because we just talked about how you feel about names uh, yeah. podcast show. So what would you call your horror convention? <clears throat> um, that is a, that's a tough one, right? Like that's a, that's a, like be as creative as possible in two seconds. Yeah. Well, question. okay. Answer question. Did you not look at the post I made and look at any of these questions? No, I am super happy about that <laughs> because I was like, how can I get questions from people without JP knowing? And I was like, fuck it. I guess he'll be able to have prep time. Uh, so I um, bravo. For, okay, for I, I got it. I got it. Um, maybe, uh, the how about Echo Hollow Horror Convention? Echo Hollow Horror Convention. I, <laughs> I, I, when you said it, Echo Hollow. On. There we go. When you said Echo Hollow, I didn't like it. When I said it back to you, I liked it. So I'm with it. I, I, I will be a guest there. Um, <laughs> Next question, uh, Christian from Exploding Heads. And this is a, the, probably the most important question I'm going to ask you the entire night. I need you to answer this 100% honest, okay? Uh-huh. Wasn't a mistake asking Jeremy back to the show? <laughs> no. No. Okay, I no. asked you to be honest and you didn't, so that's fine. Uh, whatever. You don't love the, your audience, I get it. Okay, Andrew from the Woodsboro Brothers Podcast wants to know how amazing was it to spend time with the Woodsboro brothers? It was pretty amazing. I had a blast. I, I recorded a movie night with them. Still got to edit it. I'm actually got two recorded that I still need to edit. So yeah, I would really uh, like for you actually. to edit those. Cause I really like those. A lot. I'm glad you like those. I, I, I kind of spur of the moment like, idea there. Well, I think that's a genius idea. I, I almost well, wish to be fair moods moods did these type of videos before me but his were 24 hour marathons if you've never seen him jerry check them out they're amazing um but he does he's done like three or four of them now he done i think two with his wife he did one where they watched all the friday the 13th and he did one where they watched all the nightmare on elm streets and then he did another one with his homie dylan where they watched i think like all italian films and then i think they did another one where they just watched a bunch of random stuff and they're fantastic way better than mine so much more editing stuff like that but to be fair again I've seen these before. There used to be a YouTube channel on – there used to be a channel on YouTube called 
can you take it films or something along those lines this was like 2010 or 2009 and the whole concept behind the youtube channel was a bunch of friends got together and they tried to marathon movies so they did like the puppet master franchise and children of the corn franchise and they they got like beer and food and pizza and all this stuff and they just sat down and, and made videos of them sitting there watching watching uh all those movies in a row but i condensed it and did it into a double feature because yeah. i think it's more tolerable i i agree it's a good way to get people in the door but i would say like i actually kind of want them to be a little bit longer be a little bit more in depth maybe a mid movie a mid movie check-in would okay. be kind of cool like maybe if you just add that like because you have the beginning and you have the end i kind of wouldn't mind a mid-movie check-in i know that might kind of suck because you have to pause the movie and interrupt everyone when everyone's mm-hmm. all in the movie so i can understand if you didn't do that but i think it would be uh kind of cool yeah we'll, we'll we'll think about doing that for sure um, one of the things that it's kind of improve, it's going to improve as it goes on. One of the things that I wanted to do was make it like, and I kind of did it in the first episode where I was hosting the the night. I want it to be like almost like a uh, a presentation, like like kind of like a I'm presenting these movies like this, maybe some statistics and facts and you know stuff like that. Kind of working on that a little bit, but with the other people hosting, they're not as comfortable in front of the camera and stuff. So, yeah. so it's going to be a work in progress. Yeah, because I like that when you because you did that for ticks, and I really liked. I, I actually really did like that. Um, yeah. Okay, so next question. And uh, by the way, ahead of time, I'm gonna fuck up y'all's names. Okay, that's yeah. there's no there's nothing on Facebook that allows me to tell them to tell me how to <laughs> pronounce this shit. So that's uh-huh. how it is. So Adam. Claver, Claver, I'm not sure. Adam Claver is what I'm going with. Wants to know when are we getting the witchcraft retrospective? You, if you I'm gonna, actually it, uh, recently addressed this. Did I? On a show because y'all said, well, what if we record like one? We record like two of the movies a month for a couple of months, and then we put yeah. out like a big show at the end. Yeah, I edited them all together. Um, at this point, homie, like, I'm thinking that that could be the last thing we do. Like, if we ever decide <laughs> to end, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm a little bit nervous that somebody else will do it before us. Because um, as f- my, my knowledge says and my research says that no podcast has done it. I've seen YouTubers review them all, but no podcast has reviewed them all. So um, I'm kind of hesitant on it a little bit. Like I know th- it's funny because I know a lot about these movies. Like not a lot, but I know a good bit about these movies. I know most of them are not horror movies and most of them are like softcore pornos. Um, but I just think that the joke has been so funny by this point that that we're like considering doing it. Technically yeah. it started out as a joke and now we're actually considering doing it. That I feel like it's – I feel like we have to do it at some point. So, yeah, I agree. Um, um, yeah. On the point of wanting to like, okay, I'm in this boat where I have all, I have a huge list of ideas for things I want to do for Kill the Cast, mm-hmm. and it's always I always like I tend to choose things that I feel like other people might do, so I need to do that first. I need yeah. to do that fast, um, and I, I I will bring it up to to Jay or Kenneth and be like, hey, this is my idea, this is what I want to do. How do you feel about it? Um, and we'll make a group decision. 
And uh, usually they just agree. But every once in a while, they, they will tell me, Jerry, that's fucking stupid. Um, <laughs> and I, I wish I could remember. There was a horror coliseum idea I had that I brought to them. And they were like, Jerry, that's fucking stupid. No. Um, which, and, and like, Horror Coliseum is my favorite show we've done just because it was such a fan. I took an I I got inspired by a uh, Skeleton Crew Skeleton show, Crew. which I then took kind of the general idea, warped it. In. And honestly, if you listen to Horror Coliseum and you listen to their Friday versus Halloween episode, they don't sound anything alike. But that is the show mm-hmm. that inspired me. Um, yeah. And, and it... And it and it's my favorite idea, and I can't. And we're actually doing uh, best '90s thriller seven versus Silence of the Lambs uh, coming up this month, I believe. Um, have you ever had an idea, and then you went to go see if someone else has done it? Because that's what I do. I check before mm-hmm. I pick a name. Before I pick the name, kill the cast. I check to see if anyone had it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did that with 22 Shots of Moves and Horror, too. I had to make sure nobody else had it. Really? You had to ch- check and see if anyone fucking had that? <laughs> it was a joke. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so you're asking me if uh, – what, what was the question? Have you ever had an idea that you were like, this is genius, and then you just got totally bummed out because you found out someone already did it? Um. Yes and no. Okay, so, like, the first thing that I, I always do is – I don't check that often if somebody else has done something like I've done, unless I think that it's something the first because like the witchcraft show, like I'll look and see if somebody else has done it, but I am not afraid to do something that somebody else has done. Now, if I know that somebody has done something and I decide to do it, I 100% will give credit because that is the right thing to do. However, if I do something that somebody else has done and I didn't know they did it, I don't care because I didn't take it from you. I know that. I don't care if you think otherwise or not. I'm an honest person. I will be honest about it. If I know you did it, then I will give credit. And I truly believe that the subconscious is very powerful. And I've listened to hundreds if not thousands of podcasts. I've seen so much stuff. I've heard so many people talk about ideas. I don't remember if – I heard something or came up with it on my own or what. Sometimes I'll talk about a movie and I'll be listening back in the edit and I'll be like, I think I heard somebody say that before. And then I just said it, you know what I mean? Not word for word or anything, yeah. but, but like along and you know, sometimes I wish I could give that person credit that that was their idea that they came up that, that they might've saw the movie that way, interpreted that way. And I heard them say it and then, I, in my own head, I thought that I came with, up with that myself. It happened with the um, something that Al, oh Elm Street Two. For the longest time, I was saying how much I love Elm Street Two. Meanwhile, not realizing that Alex was the one that pointed out all the reasons why I like Elm Street Two, and I, I heard it before. So I don't really care if somebody's done something or if 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 they if it's a very specific idea. Yeah, of course I want to make sure that I'm not biting somebody or something like that. But but I I trust my subconscious to just guide me and and you know, to be okay with with doing things that other people have done because let me tell you something guys. I've been around the podcast game for a long time. There's not a whole lot of original stuff that hasn't been done before because I have heard people do shows that aren't even on the internet anymore. 
right? I've listened to shows that aren't even on the internet anymore. You can't even find back episodes or anything because they're gone. And let me tell you guys, there's a lot of content out there that you guys do not know about. I've been listening to podcasts since 2009, homie. You know what I mean? Like that's a long time. And I've listened to so many. And I I know that you know, just like we posted about Alien the other the, the other month, like like hey, we want to do an Alien show. Oh, everybody does an Alien show. I don't care. I'm doing an Alien show. And you know what? Like the listeners who listen to us, they they know that our shows are different. They know that they're going to hear a different perspective. And what's most important is people don't listen to the podcast for the movies. I say this all the time. Nobody listens to the podcast for the movie you're covering. Maybe you might check out a podcast for the movie they're covering, but nobody stays for the movie they're covering. They stay for the host. So that at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you cover because people are there for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I got to say, because Alex gave me, I remember uh, early on when I was talking to Alex, one of the best pieces of advice he ever gave me was uh, don't be afraid to do something because someone's already done it. Your audience yeah. is here to hear you do it. They haven't heard you take it on. And that's exactly. why they're here. And after he said that, I felt way better about that because I was super self-conscious about doing uh things that other people had done i was like no because this is uh because i because i had told him the reason we didn't do a christmas show for uh we didn't do a christmas themed episode in december is because i everyone was doing krampus and and all these in silent night deadly night and i didn't want to do that everyone else well well, that's another thing too because that's an oversaturated market it's the same reason why i hate the end of the year shows as much as I love them, I hate them because everybody wants to have theirs out first because everybody listens to the first one they hear. Like it's, it's a fact. Like you're If you're out first, you're going to get more downloads, but I, sometimes the downloads aren't worth it to me, man. I'd rather put mine out when it's ready. That's why we always take two weeks after new, new year's to put ours out, even though there's already been 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 of them out already. I don't care because the views aren't always the most important thing to me. It's the content. I do care about views. I do care about downloads because if nobody's listening, then what the hell's the point? I, why not yep. just talk to ourselves and not record it? You know, why do I edit it and do all this shit that takes forever? Um, because I want people to hear it. But at a certain point, there's always an overlap there because I don't care enough about them to to sacrifice some of the things that I like feel strongly about. And I feel strongly about wait until the year to be over to put out a show, even if it means less downloads, which it always does. Yeah. And, and I, I gotta say that's honorable because at, at a certain point, how much are you going to do just for downloads? Like, yeah. I mean, <laughs> are, are we going to have an episode where, you know, mood sees if he can like jerk off and if Jeremy will eat it for views. Like we don't want that. We don't want that. Yeah. We don't. Um, so Adam Claver had a second question and this can be taken one of two ways. So we're going to do them both. He said, um, would you ask him if they've, if they've considered doing interviews? I did. I do not know if he means ask the people behind witchcraft, if they would do interviews so that when you did the show, y'all would have interviews or if he's saying, Hey, 22 shots. Are y'all ever going to do interviews where y'all interview like famous people and celebrities? So that, that would be, that's something funny right there because like if we did the witchcraft show, like it would be funny to hear, like, cause I think I even mentioned, I was like, we should get David Sterling on the show. He directed like the last three that just came out. Yeah. 
and out or produced them or something. And like he, that dude's funny as fuck. Watch his YouTube videos or his uh, Facebook live videos. That guy is funny, um, unintentionally funny. Um, but anyway, um, so yeah, I, hell, let's try it. You know, <laughs> whatever. Um, interviews are hard for us because I am not super confident in doing interviews. Like we just did one with Amanda Beers for uh, Married with Children. I didn't say much in there, which was kind of planned at the same time because like I didn't really feel too comfortable. I didn't know her that well. Yeah, it it you was know? JP. Like it wasn't like we shut him out. He he was yeah. like, guys, I'm gonna kind. I just kind of want to listen. Yeah, yeah, and but I mean, I'm not afraid to talk to anybody. Like I just I just want to talk to somebody that I know something about. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I don't want to talk about to somebody that I know nothing about. So um, I'm okay with doing them. We actually did record a interview for from like an indie uh, filmmaker um, that was supposed to go on episode 101, but episode one, but we recorded it before we recorded 99, and episode 100 got delayed so long that what they were saying in the interview was irrelevant by the time we got that one one So technically there is a lost interview in the archives that maybe I'll release one day just for the hell of it. But it's, it's a very indie thing. And they reached out to us and asked if we could help promote something for them. So that, that happened. And as far as like other interviews, like we've had opportunities to get like certain people like Jeremy's worked with, like um, the chick from the contracted movies and uh, a couple other people that Jeremy's worked with and things like that. And believe it or not, way back in season two, when we first started season two in 2014, I had an interview lined up with the director of Leprechaun, what? Uh, Mark, Mark Jones. Uh, I think that's his name, Mike, that's something like that. Mike and, Jones. And he was going to come on to talk about Vampircon, which was a film that he was trying to get made, which was going to feature Warwick D- Davis as a leprechaun, but he got bit by a vampire. And it was an Indiegogo thing. And the campaign did really bad, but I also heard that the rights – he found out that he couldn't make it anyway because of the rights or something, so he completely abandoned it. Um, but he was going to actually talk to me about the Leprechaun films, which I'm a huge fucking fan of. Like I love them to death. I'm with and you. And I always, I always hated that that for the longest time there was no special treatment to the Leprechaun films. Like all the DVDs were like bare bones and stuff. So I thought this would have been a perfect opportunity, and I know a little bit about him to kind of talk to him about the Leprechaun movies. Um, but no, like to, to kind of wrap up that question a little bit, that fell through and we never really tried after that. And it really comes down to moods did a ton of hip hop interviews. You, a lot of people don't know this moods was a radio DJ, like on radio, um, at one point. And he used to interview people all the time and he started hating it, I guess. Um, his words, you know, this is coming from me. I can't remember exactly what he said. He might tell a different story, but, um, from what I remember, he said that he doesn't really like to interview anymore cause he's done so many. And Jeremy's fucking is is useful as a banana. So yeah, I was you know about to say I I, can... <laughs> I don't think I want to hear Jeremy interview someone. Well, I don't know. I assume that Jeremy does have the ability to be professional since he has worked yeah. on stuff. So I assume he probably could hold his own in an interview and not randomly call you some racist shit. Yeah. Um, well, or I say my to... name. 
<laughs> I also thought about getting uh, Nico B from Cult Epics, like a dish. Like, see, most people go for actors and directors, writers, stuff like that. But I was thinking like something different, like maybe get somebody who works for distribution or uh, a press agent or something like that. Just something out of the norm. But or a, a host of a of a popular podcast. Yeah, or, or a host of a popular <laughs> podcast. So yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, they they're not something that we won't do, but it's not something that's on our immediate list to to do because we just it's just one and oh and the final thing schedules our schedules are crazy like there's been times where our schedule was record the show at 2 a.m you know what i mean like just insane stuff it's kind of calmed down and we've been able it's probably the best schedule we've ever had but we used to record uh, sunday nights at midnight starting at midnight then we used to record um thursday nights starting at 11 p.m then we recorded at at 9 a.m on on tuesday you know it was crazy like we we've been all over the place over the years but um so schedules is is one of the big things why we we haven't you know touched interviews as well scheduling is the one thing that i don't think people like listeners realize how hard it is to actually schedule guest appearances on a podcast even just scheduling like your normal people for a podcast like if you do not have the ability to have a same set time to do it or can like be flexible it is really hard for me and kenneth to be on an episode of the skeleton crew for the 90s show i had to wake up at like fucking uh 6 a.m on a Sunday and was, morning. Is that why Jamie wasn't on that show? Because no, you couldn't find a time for all of you guys? No, she was supposed to be on the show. We did not find out until... I can't remember if I, we found out the day before or that morning. Um, mm. But no, there like she actually had something happen in her life and could not make it. Oh, that's unfortunate. So, um, but yeah, the the, the thing with oh, that sounded like a dick, right? That's unfortunate. All right, next thing. Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't mean it like that. Really, I didn't. I just thought I just thought of something to add into that interview question that I forgot. Uh, basically, if we do do one too, we almost want to go the route that uh, Jason Lloyd used to do, um, and now the route that. Uh, exploding heads did where they have the person come on and review something um i was really against that idea until i heard it done on exploding heads where they actually did a really good job i just i just didn't think that the person who's not like a critic or anything like that would would be able to hold their own but she did fine uh that um ashley what's her name ashley carter or something like that laura and ashley carter laura and ashley uh, but so we were thinking like maybe get like a Ryan Nicholson or like the guy from uh, the F- Fred Vogel from Toe Tag. He's he's local to Pittsburgh. So somebody like that who's into horror films to begin with or like a Dustin Mills or something like an indie director or something like that. Have them review something with us. So it's 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 something that we definitely have um, thought about, but just just nothing set in stone now, or anything serious yet for on that. Would you want them to review their own work or would no. you want to completely? OK, um, no. And in that you said there's a lost interview. Is there any? Is are there lost episodes where like the recording just didn't work? There was malfunctioning glitches like that. Like whole episodes that just never came to be that were like recorded, not just an idea, but recorded and never came. Yeah, there's there's one episode that we had. We I have a couple clips that I don't know if I still have them, but stuff that. 
that didn't make the the show went back when I edited a little bit more of it out. Now I, now I'm kind of like you where I just flip on the mic and then I, I do like very minimal editing just because it takes so long. I'm not trying to pull an Alex up in here and stuff, but I used oh, to yeah. do that. I used to cut out full conversations about things that were off topic. So I did have a few of those things, but I think they're like lost or gone or I deleted them now. But there was one full episode that we lost and it was um, – I can't remember exactly the date, but I want to say that it was Valentine's Day of 2014. It was like around there where we record. We were going to record My Bloody Valentine remake versus original. And we eventually ended up doing that, me and Moods, um, in like the 70s I think, that like episode 70-ish. Um, but that recording got lost and we always hype that episode, but it was actually a really good episode for one of our early episodes. And we had an amazing conversation about Charles band and full moon entertainment and it's completely lost because oh. it didn't record. So, yeah. um, and that was, I think that was, that was Jeremy's fault. He was recording the show back then. Mm. That's when I started recording. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Like, cause there's nothing worse than that. Cause like. We try uh, back in October, we were going to do our first retrospective, which was going to be the Evil Dead because I was going to Evil Dead the musical. Yes. Um, and we tried to record that show three times. It was a th- and each time was three hour long recordings. Was that back when the Skype update happened and nobody's recorder worked anymore? Um, my recorder worked, but it kept getting this weird like one time. Uh, no, one time I was recording with Fraps and it 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 uh, fucked up and I lost everything. And it was like two and a half hours into recording. The yeah. next time we recorded a full show only to find out uh, one of us, I think it might have been me, was not recorded at all. <laughs> and then Terrible. the third time we recorded it, the entire time you listened to it, all you heard was these really loud audio screeches and beeps throughout the entire huh. episode. It was fucking terrible uh so we just decided that episode was dead and i think we did a rental store uh movie rental store memories in its place yeah which speaking of i've heard a podcast that did that before you know what i mean so that goes to show you i'm i know for a fact that you did not hear that podcast but yeah um i think it was maybe attack of the killer podcast who did that back in the day so, you know, that goes to show you, man. Every yeah. th- th- don't worry about if somebody's done it yeah. or not, And man. one day, I might have to put out... Uh, so, the first interview-style episode we ever did was with Alex. It was last Alex on the side of the bone road. Mm-hmm. That was only after recording for an hour. We were reviewing a movie, and it just wasn't going right to me. I didn't like how it was going. And so... We just decided to start going off on all these crazy tangents, and I just started asking him questions, and it turned into an interview, which led the idea for me to interview podcasters. Great idea. You got um, me on your show. Yeah, exactly. I tried to get you on it one time to send me a, a drop, but you uh, got too busy. I won't hold that against you. Really? I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah. Uh, uh, you'll When you get later on the episodes... I decided I wanted to be like the skeleton crew and have drops, but since I didn't know anyone famous to do it, I was going to get podcasters to do it. So oh, I got, okay. Yeah, I remember that. I got Sorry Alex to do it. I got Jamie to do it, and I got Watson to do it, and Watson did like a full-on fucking commercial. <laughs> it was great. Um, so, okay. Uh, Z- Zachary Pucinelli? Pucinelli? Yeah, that's uh, Zach. Yeah, Zach. <laughs> uh, obviously. 
he wants to know how long you've been out of the closet. Um, gay wise, uh, uh, still in there, bro. Okay. Next question. This is oh, this one was one of the long ones from James D. Cox. Cox. That's my homie from Finland. I love James Cox. Such a nice dude. Okay. What got you into actually getting off your arse and making YouTube videos, then making the leap into podcasting? I think most people think about doing it, but JP goes to a whole new level and dedicated so much of his life to this. It is his life, it seems. So fair play. And what drives you? You seem to be loving it more and more, doing more podcasts, increasing your workload. It's a labor of love. And what came first? The collecting, getting into YouTube, I can see them both feeling each other. Now, we kind of already answered a lot of this. Yeah, yeah, we touched on it. Um, so I'll give you the, the, the smaller version of it. Yeah, so um, started collecting uh, after I started watching YouTube, watched YouTube for a while, stopped video game collecting, started collecting horror movies. Didn't tell you that part, though. Uh, and then, you know, got into YouTube, uh, started a podcast, uh, burial, it was called Burial Grounds, got into 22 Shots. 22 Shots took a break. That's when I started a double shot of horror, which lasted. The idea behind that was a, a double shot of horror. Two movies reviewed. Uh, it was me and actually Rich Styles, who I think currently hosts Rabbit and Red now. I'm not sure. I haven't talked to that guy in years. Um, but it was me and him. And basically... Uh, we had a guest each episode. So we had Boss Butcher from the Terror Troop um, and a couple of my friends like Matt Cantor was on there and stuff. And Moods was supposed to be on an episode. And that we actually recorded half of that episode and released it as like a bonus like a while back. But uh, that was the end of it. Uh, then we came back to 22 Shots. Um, you know, and, and as far as the like, like why I do it so much, like why I'm obsessed with it. I mean, I'm an, I'm kind of an obsessive person and like if it, it, it keeps me sane to say, to say the least, I guess, like I'm an obsessive person when I get into something, whether it's like Yu-Gi-Oh or skateboarding or magic cards or, or hip hop or uh, anything, Yo, man, you can, I can't, you can, you can see me on the magic card, son. I used to play, I will fucking annihilate you. <laughs> i'm sure you will i haven't played him forever um but you know what i mean like i get really into it and whenever i found this horror thing not only was i getting into something i thought was cool like i did when i skated but i was getting into something that i loved all my life and didn't realize how much i loved it which is horror and i gotta be honest like this stuff has kept me sane when i've had bad days when i've had like bad weeks when bad things happen in my life sometimes i have to take a step away from this stuff too because it becomes unhealthy but it also keeps me from going crazy because i truly believe if you do not have a hobby in life like you don't have a life homie like you have to have a hobby it keeps things balanced the 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 the, the world is balanced when you have a hobby mm -hmm. and my world gets balanced incredibly because like I could have done some really bad things, you know what I mean? And, and I decided, I made a conscious choice to not go down that path that I was going down and focus on something positive. And it started with just simple things like sports, um, which I'm also obsessed with. But then I got into this 
And now it is my life. Like I care about it so much. Like I put so much energy into it. And that's why, you know, when we talk about Patreons and, and, you know, I, I know Jerry knows about the Patreon, but you know, that's something that we're talking about. And this is the first time that the listeners are, are hearing this, I guess. But, um, it, it's because I want to keep doing this and it not feel like so much work for that I'm also paying for out of pocket because we do pay to do this, whether it's buying the movies that we watch, renting the movies. I'm not a big fan of illegal downloads and stuff like that. You know what I mean? If it, if I, if I have to, I have to like, if I can't find it anywhere else or whatever, but for the most part, I don't like doing it. Um, screeners are nice and they've took a big workload off of, of, of buying, but like we pay hundreds of dollars for our website each year. You know what I mean? And that's money out of our pockets. And um, we do it for you guys because we like to have like the cool extra things like the ratings page and the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. And it's something little, but we like it. And we also just like we want to we want to step it up. We want to make shirts. We want to get an artist to design a sweet logo like a, like, a um, you know, there's some people who who have hooked me up with stuff that I do plan on using. But I'm talking about an original logo, like kind of what the horror cast did. Their logo is so fucking yeah. sick. But that guy, I reached out to that guy. He wants like $500 or I, something. You know what I mean? I will <laughs> say this because uh, I have an original logo. I, I drew Yeah, it's a, sh- a good one. I like I it. I drew a shitty picture of it. I gave it to Reese who actually can draw and she drew a better version of it. And then I have a friend who does digital art and I was like, hey – uh, and this goes into JP's wanting to pay for movies. I, if you were in a hobby, support that hobby. Pay for it. Don't complain when uh, about it. When the if, hobby goes away exactly. because you Put didn't pay for it. Yeah. And do <laughs> not ask an artist to do shit for free for exposure. I will punch you in the fucking face. <laughs> Don't do that. So yeah. I hit up my, my, my friend uh, Casey and I was like, hey um, – how much will you charge me to make this into a digital product? Because Reese, while she can draw, she she doesn't have any experience with it doing it on a computer. And uh, I'll be honest, she only charged me fifty bucks. Yeah, and so, gave it to me. Yeah, and, and and you know that's 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 a good price, and I would pay I would pay fifty bucks to have a sweet logo. If you um, have an and, idea, let me know, and I'll see. But that's I'll the problem. I need somebody create more creative than me to come up with mm. an idea because I don't know what the hell to do well, with our name and things like that, and I don't care. It's so hard. But but to to to, to kind of get back into that a little bit, like, dude, I I love it. Like I love it to death. Like I am so passionate about it. I think about it all the time. Most of my time that i'm thinking i'm thinking like if it's not sports which i love i love to death like sports are my thing i know you don't get anything with that jerry but um you dare uh, almost call me jeremy (laughs) i will fucking gut you yeah i know i'm sorry bro i'm sorry that was fucked up of me but you know like i i think about it nonstop. like i'm like what could i do like I think about episodes like, yeah, there's times where I'm like, fuck, I got to watch four movies. I got two days. Like, you know what I mean? And then, um, I love doing like the Netflix and chill and the married with children and stuff like that. And it does get a lot guys. It does get, get a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but, and there's times where like I do get annoyed and I don't feel like doing it, but 
then I miss it the moment that I stop, you know? So, uh, I, I just, I, I'm obsessed with it. I hope it lives forever. If, as long as people listen, I'll podcast forever, you know, and to circle back to the Patreon thing, um, I didn't mean to announce it like that. You know what I mean? But it's, it's, it's something that's probably coming, but it's also go, all of the money is literally going back into the show, whatever we do get. And the way we're setting it up is you will get to pick the like outcome of shows like if you do a certain thing you'll get to pick a movie for one of us to review yeah. or even like a trilogy or something like that depending on what you pick and i, I won't say too much on it as i am actually because i found it and because uh, yeah, it does exist it, it does just, exist but i, I s- haven't officially launched it you know to the public yeah and i'm actually already supporting them um which and I love and thank you very much. You're the man. Not a problem. I uh, I, I really do believe in support support people that entertain you, because if you don't, then they're going to go away, and you're not going to have that. Mm-hmm. And it, and it's not me doing it for. I'm not doing it because I'm like, oh, if I support them, it'll do something for me. No, I want I want them to continue. I want them to keep making great things so i support them and i support exploding heads because they're on the patreon if if uh skeleton crew did it which i mean they won't because they're leaving i would support them also and yeah. uh it, it's amazing and it gives and i now i get to force jp to watch fucking akira shit. akira i'm gonna <laughs> and i've already i've got a movie picked out for moods uh for the the next month uh or however i don't know how it's fully gonna work because yeah, yeah. it's still under planning so Surprise announcement here, but um, <laughs> hey, hey, that's an exclusive. Bam, there yeah, you go. that is an exclusive. That is there a you fucking go, man. Exclusive. Uh, <laughs> so I don't want to ask you this next question, but I'm going to because I, I, I I'm, I'm asking every question. I asked about a closet. I have to now try to control yourself, JP. Yeah. Jason Lloyd <laughs> says, "Fuck, I don't want to." Okay. Are you ready to admit that It Comes at Night is a decent drama? <laughs> Listen, I the video I made today for YouTube, I talk about It Comes at Night, you know, like not even intentionally. Like I fucking love that movie. I will the, for the rest of this year, I'm going to be praising that movie. I'm going to be I'm gonna be the I'm I'm gonna be the pusher. I have to because there ain't nobody else doing it. And gonna, listen, man, I love it. It was one of the best theater experiences I've ever had in my life. It is a horror film because yeah. it scared me, I'm, and I love it. I'm gonna watch it uh, now. Everyone knows I didn't like The Witch. I don't think it's yeah. a bad movie. I just didn't like it. Uh, I have not finished The Black Coat's Daughter. I got like halfway through it and was bored out of my mind. <laughs> but you probably won't like this movie. But I'm I, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish it and I'm going to watch it comes at night because anytime someone's gonna be that enthusiastic about it, mm-hmm. I've got to check it out. And because it reminds okay, literally you said you, you it's so hard for you to comprehend how someone does not see this. Like you in the theater were like, oh my god, everyone's gonna be all over this movie's dick. It's so good. And I get that because my favorite band in the world is Every Time I Die and I cannot understand anyone not liking them. It is fucking... It, it, it just makes no sense to me. I love them that much that I cannot yeah. comprehend it. And 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 it made... When I watched... When I listened to y'all talk about it, I was just like, well, I'm going to have to fucking watch this movie. And I'll be honest, I wanted to watch it from the trailer because I thought it was... A monster movie, a creature feature. I mm-hmm. I now know it's not, and yep. 
I kind of suspected when I saw the trailer because I'm getting used to seeing the art house horror films. Yeah. Kind of presenting themselves as um, more of a standard horror film. Yeah. And to, to, to rope you in and then you get in and it's art house. Mm-hmm. And that and I think that backlashes a lot, but it seems to be also working. So I don't think they're going to stop it. Um, but I do have to say everyone listen to fucking JP talk about that, because even if you don't give a fuck about the movie, he makes some points that are incredible about <laughs> Thanks, how, how we as 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 fans of the genre, like even if I won't take an example from that, but I'll take an example like this. How many times have you heard someone go? Oh well, I didn't like the Nightmare on Elm Street remake because Robert England didn't play uh, Freddy. Well, do you want the series to officially be dead and there never be another Nightmare on Elm Street movie just because yeah. Robert England is too old to play it? That's ridiculous. Like, yeah. I can understand if he's willing and able and it works with the movie and them going no, like what happened with Kane Hodder in in Freddy vs Jason, which kills me still to this yes, day. Yes, I can understand that, but to to completely disregard it off of something so shallow and superficial is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You can't sit there and go, I'm not going to watch this movie because it's mainstream horror. That's yeah. fucking Or dumb. that it's PG-13 or, or that it's PG-13. I can understand if you go, ah, uh, yeah, it's PG-13, so it's not at the top of my list, but I'll give yeah. it a chance. But to outright yeah. just... I understand if you watch the trailer and go, I have no interest. I had no interest in seeing uh, the new Tom Cruise The Mummy after watching the trailer. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, don't want to see And you it. know what, man? I mean, I, I'm i just more to the camp where, like, like I'll just – I'll be okay with letting anything take over me. You know what I mean? Like, I'll let it I'll, – I'll, I'll let it come to me and just, just you know, like an aura. Just like, all right, let me see what you got. And, and then, you know, I don't care about if it was this or that or what the budget was. Like, I just – that shit does not matter to me. Like, the movie is the movie and, and, and I'm and, – the marketing or anything else just does not affect me. Yes. Like, I don't care. I agree. Okay. Jason does actually have an actual question. <laughs> Is there a film you absolutely love but think it needs one scene altered or cut out to make it an even better film? Um, whew. Think back, think back. Yeah, that's think. a hard one because I can't come up with one that I, there, I can come up the, with a movie uh, I don't like that I know yes, one way to there's alter a, it. There's a there's a few there's a few that, that are coming to mind now. Um, one of them is actually either your favorite film or one of your favorite films, but pretty much anything to do with the cops in Last House on the Left. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. I and I do. I love Last House on the Left. And oh, JP, when you get to that episode, I hope you like deep intellectual conversations that maybe really fucking overthought this movie because mm-hmm. me, Watson, and Kenneth go for like three hours. On that one I think movie. I think that I don't know if you've heard our episode, but I think me and Moons had a really good conversation on Last House on the Left as well. I have to hear it now because I I after I got done with ours, I had I went back and listened to the Death by Podcast one, mm-hmm. and and it's so interesting because we had such different takes, not like different styles of reviewing the movie. But, like, me and Kenneth and Jay, we just went so fucking deep in that movie that, like, I, like Alex even told me he didn't really care for the interview because it wasn't, like, or the review because we weren't funny. We did not crack that many jokes. We yeah. we went the complete opposite. Like, 
I'll you, have to check that out because I, 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 even though I like, and I'll tell you a little spoiler alert right now, Jerry, we don't love that movie and we we find it very problematic, but I think that the, some, I, I'm just guessing here, but I bet that some of the things that you talk about, I talk about too and praise them. Um, but there's just other things in the movies movie that I almost feel like completely ruins the movie. And, um, the, I just thought of another one too. Okay. Krampus, the goddamn gingerbread. It ruins a, a potentially 10 out of 10 or a 9.5 movie because of the fucking comedy gingerbread shit. Yeah, I actually just watched Krampus for the first time um, this year because of listening to Watson. And because the guy got, a, they said he was going to direct Godzilla 2, King of the Monsters. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I'm jumping on board. Oh, that's and- another one. Any Godzilla with Mothra, get that fucking moth out of the movie. That thing is stupid. I can't even repeat what you just said because Reese will probably come in here and stab me. And she's Mexican. She's really good with a fucking butterfly knife. <laughs> so that's her favorite, like, character. I can't. Okay. Yeah. I hate Holy that shit. Um, man, I, 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 can, I have so much to say on that, but I'm not going to because <laughs> this is not a Godzilla episode. This is not a Jerry episode. Okay. Uh, Charlene... John D. She's French. Doesn't matter. How okay. Okay. She actually has a couple of questions, so we'll try to we'll go through these. Uh, does watching a film for reviewing purposes affect your enjoyment of a film? Has there ever been a film that you've always enjoyed but ended up liking it less after watching it from an analytical <laughs> angle? Absolutely happens all the time. I yep. say the double-edged sword. It's uh, uh, live late, by the sword, die late, by the sword. Yeah, laid to rest is a perfect example of this. Like y'all yep, just did laid to rest, one. and and th- that's a perfect. You bring it up in the episode. Yeah, and you know it's it's something that I've I battle with a lot. Um, people give me shit because I'll say, uh, oh, I, know oh, I like this, I like this, I like that, I like that. Four out of ten. Yeah. But, that that's me really separating what I like personally because I, I like and, and it's just a different style. I like creature features. I grew up watching creature features. I love Leprechaun. I love Leprechaun 2. I love Leprechaun 3. I love all those movies. I love some movies that are genuinely bad movies mm-hmm. like Contamination Point Seven, um, and, you know, the troll films and whatever. But I am trying to rate them based on critical analysis of what the movie contains, not personally what I find funny or uh, unintentionally funny or any of that stuff. And that's just my style. And I've perfected it and I've critiqued my own style to death over the past four years. If you watch my first reviews, they're atrocious. Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm talking about. But it does affect my enjoyment. I love the Children of the Corn movies. I loved all of them growing up. Those are some terrible fucking movies. Like there are some bad ones in there. Like part five and six are atrocious. Um, And watching them as, you know, as a critical view changes your opinion for sure. For sure it does. And I got to say, I actually give you so much credit for, for, for the way you review. Because when that, when you were talking on the recent episode, how the person was complaining because you were like, oh yeah, this movie, I really love this. I like this. I like this. Four out of 10. They're like, how can you like the movie? And they rate it so low. And I'm like, because he's giving you an honest, unbiased review. Do you understand how hard it is to review a movie and not be biased? Like, do it's you, very hard. Do I've you, tried like, so hard to make it like shit. That. I don't even try. I just go, look, this movie is going to be rated based on me. And, yeah, and that's which how is a it fine is. way to do it, yes, too. But 
And, and and I can I could do that. I could rate a movie and go, look, this is my and that's what we do for Horror Coliseum. We have a technical rating and a personal rating. I made everyone in Kill the Cast rate each movie in each category twice. Fucking twice, because I wanted to see does your technical unbiased opinion does mm-hmm. it beat out your personal feelings yeah. when we when we actually rate this? I like to look at it as if I'm judging a sport a, a uh, combat sport, right? It doesn't matter if I like to see them stand up and fight. If they're on the ground, who is controlling, who is dominating, who is using better technique? And if you apply that to film, what is good, what is good technique, so on and so forth. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I'm looking at it. Like I'm judging the film, not based on what I like. Yeah. I like seeing them throw head kicks and knock each other out. But if – and I hate when they're just laying on top of each other. But the, if that's what's happening, you know, that's what's happening. Yeah. So, I mean, it, and anyone who does podcasts will 100% tell you, yes, reviewing these movies from a critical standpoint and having to – examine their flaws and then justify if it's okay or if it's not can make you reject and that's why i've said i will never review jaws <laughs> i don't ever want to review jaws even though i don't think even if i look at it from a critical eye that there's going to be much for me to really tear apart i don't want to do it because jaws is is just my favorite movie of all time and i don't want to go that route it's it's a pretty fucking perfect movie like the only issue that i have with it is that the air the Jesus, that's compressed air. Watch what you're doing. Like, that's fake. Like, it's fake as fuck. That's yeah. not what happens. And I even knew that before Mythbusters shot a compressed air tank with, with a gun. Yeah. Like, it does not explode. And that's really the only problem. That's why I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. Yeah, well, it should have been 10. But uh, she also wants to know, what are the five franchises you would love to cover on the podcast? <laughs> um, I would love to do Wrong Turn. Mm-hmm. But, I, but some, like something you know about us is we always if there's something in development we always wait for the newest one to come out before we tackle the franchise so it's not as outdated and we actually threw around an idea of doing um i don't know if i said this on air or not but uh basically a franchise roundup show so like okay you did mention this okay so we would do like leprechaun genesis or whatever it's called leprechaun origins uh phantasm five and like another thing that came out that made our franchise show dated which surprisingly there's not too many of them um but that is how we're going to handle the fact that once our franchise show becomes outdated we'll still end up covering the the next installment um but uh so wrong turn uh absolutely friday the 13th um it's like my number one show texas chainsaw massacre uh i also really want to do the paranormal activity films as well as probably like the next biggest one for me would be Nightmare on Elm Street. But those most of those shows are not happening anytime soon. The 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 closest one is probably Texas Chainsaw when the new one comes out because that's when we're gonna do it. Um, Friday the Thirteenth is too sacred for me. Like I've said this from the beginning, right? I've seen what Skeleton Crew did. And they did most of the big franchises early on. Mm-hmm. They did Halloween and Friday the 13th and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I've seen many shows do that. And we and I said from the beginning when we did this show, we're not doing more than one of the main franchises per year. So 
The first year, we didn't do any. Um, well, technically, the first year it was Halloween. The, our first October show, we did Halloween. And um, we haven't done any of the big franchises since then. We have not done Hellraiser. We have not done uh, Friday the 13th, Elm Street, uh, any of those. Like Because you know the, we've done Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Leprechaun, and Phantasm. But um, we almost did Psycho last year. We almost did Psycho la- two summers ago. We almost did Psycho. Um, it was planned, but we didn't, we didn't end up doing it, but yeah. Yeah. And I think that's great because that's one thing for kill the cast that I, I starting off, I was like, we're not going to just do a bunch of big movies because we're not good enough yet. And, mm-hmm. and even now, uh, we're still not good enough yet, but we do balance it out. Cause I hate our Halloween review. I fucking yeah, hate see, it. Yeah. See that. I almost wish we didn't do Halloween when we were so young. Cause it's like episode 30 something. Like, I think we do a better job now, Yeah. but I also think that we're not going to get much, much better or different. I think like the way the show sounds now is probably how it's going to sound for the most part going forward because we, we perfected our craft to a sense, you know what oh. I mean? You can always get better, but, but I'm saying like, you know, it's probably going to sound similar to this. It's not as much gap, right? Yeah. Like when you look at VHS to DVD, huge difference. DVD to Blu-ray, not as much of a difference, you know, Blu-ray to 4k, not as much. We're like kind of in the 4k territory right now. Yeah. And that actually goes into, uh, the next question, which is, uh, I personally think the show is awesome as it is, but is there anything you would do to improve it? <clears throat> That's kind of a, a loaded question because what Kick I would Jeremy do off to the improve show. it. Yeah. Right. Uh, what I would do to improve it. It seems like nobody wants it. And this comes from what I like listening to. And it's personally for me, the length. Um, I don't like listening to long podcasts Unless they are packed with content and it's very fast moving. However, Moods really likes having everything there. Excuse me. And we've posted multiple polls in our group throughout time and said, what is the ideal length for a podcast that you guys would want from us? And it's always almost four plus hours. Uh, over 70%, 80% of people prefer the longer shows. So I think that improving the show would be cutting it down. But the majority of people, and including my co-host, thinks that the long show is kind of us and that's what people want. And honestly, we do cover a lot of stuff, like with news and stuff like yes. that. So, I mean, it kind of – I think I think what's cool about our show is – some people probably literally only listen for the news. Like every week they listen to the news and then they click off. And some people probably only come for what we watched. And I think that's true because I've heard people say that they 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 only come for the releases because they want to know what's coming out. You know what I mean? So and I I do really good show notes to where you could skip ahead and back and forth and where and, and go to whatever you want to listen to. So um I think that that's like the biggest thing that I would do to improve it. The only other thing is to, is better at editing, but I'm just not putting in the work for it because I uh, yeah, spent so many hours, so many hours. Like I say this, but you guys truly don't know how many fucking hours I have to spend on this show. And yeah. that's why like when somebody – when somebody like critiques something that I get – like and sometimes I'll be in a bad mood and I, I just edit this long show and I'll, I'll see a comment. I'll be like, motherfucker, let me, where's your podcast? Let me hear it. Let me hear it, motherfucker because yeah. you know what? Wait, can you cuss on here? Yes. Okay, because <laughs> I've been cussing. <laughs> all right. Yeah, but I cuss yeah. all the time. Yeah, uh, 
And actually, I need, like, you and Exploding Heads, y'all have to stay long because that's the whole, like, thing for Kill the Cast is I want to be the opposite of that. I want to be that short-form show when you go, fuck, I am not about to listen to Jeremy scream, uh, fuck you and racist shit for five fucking hours. Uh, That's another thing. I actually would calm down on Jeremy's antics a little bit. Like I do think sometimes they're, they're overblown. (laughs) Yeah. But the one really good thing about Jeremy being on the show is listening to moods talk over him. Just domineering. (laughs) Just literally he will be talking and, or, or he'll try to say something, and Moods will, will will stay talking and not flinch. Just That's funny, because I thought I did that more than, um, than him. You do it too, but when you do it, you also will sometimes kind of be like, look, shut up. Moods just, as if <laughs> Jeremy's not even there. Yeah. Um, which, <laughs> is what, which is the reason why I put, uh, when I did that uh, little uh, diss rap to Jeremy, when I did that video for him, because he gave me shit because I misspelled Carrie Elwes' name because I put an E in Carrie and and there's no E because Dude, my this auto motherfucker it. literally didn't know his ABCs. He yeah, can't say shit. Exactly. So I was like, oh, that's it. He's getting a fucking diss rap in public <laughs> because the only person who's gotten a diss rap is Dan, and that wasn't in public. Yeah. And so Ooh. I had to drop it, and I had to bring up the fact that he's literally. I well, I said uh, some along the lines of he's on the show for Neil and I to make fun of him. <laughs> dude neil is brutal like oh, i messaged God. jeremy yesterday and i was like i was like dude you better step your game up you're getting bodied by these dudes you're making us look bad <laughs> dude he's so easy he said some shit uh he, he sets himself up a lot man. yeah he made a joke out uh, uh, on me and i was like i was like oh he posted a thing about a hundred greatest movie insults and i was like yeah well you better get someone else to do your material because you sure as fuck can't come up with any like yeah, I just gotta go at I just gotta go at him. Okay. Um. And speaking of things, Jeremy would say, last question from her is, where does that Mexican sexiness come from? And you cannot say Mexico. <laughs> um. Well, I thank you, thank you. I think you're. That's a girl, right, Charlene? Charlene John. D- I don't know, but even if, if, if I didn't mean that, like. That sounded like a dick too. <laughs> I meant like that's Charlene, right? Like, yeah. like you're still on her. Charlene Jondi, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, wink, wink, Charlene. You know, uh, dude. You Move know what? To I America. not to blow my own horn, but I've always been pretty good looking. I've never had problems with the ladies growing up, right? But I will say this, man. I'm a little overweight right now. I'm very not as much athletic like i was an a- i was athletic when i was you know growing up play baseball and skateboarded and shit like that but like i just let myself go because all i do is podcast and and uh you know i yeah. don't get as much i just well, started working out again that's why uh married with children is going to be a little bit hard to record here on certain days because uh i'm working out at a, at a you know a fitness center so i i you know got 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 to be there um or it's a waste and yeah. um so yeah, I'm gonna try to get back in shape. But you know, um, I would say my mom, but my mom's ugly as fuck, so that that's wow. not true. So it'd probably be my well, my mom has red ha- hair and freckles, and you know, I would have been pissed if that happened to me. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, maybe my dad. I guess mm. I don't know. I, I, I think I'm I think I'm an alright looking dude. Like I do fine. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, I think the reason you're single is because your eyebrow game is so strong that women don't want to be with you because everyone's gonna be like. 
Damn, look at that eyebrow game. That bitch needs to step <laughs> up. Her shit looks fucked up. And yours is so strong. I th- I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. Um, Marco Vertinen. Yep, Marco Vertinen. the movie fan. Yeah. From Finland. Uh, he, he wants to know, are you really a Mexican asshole? Mm, yep, I would okay. say I would say I am. Yeah. Uh, 10 out of 10 Derek wants to know, what are some trilogies you consider underrated? Um, uh, the Cube trilogy, if you only count the first and third. <laughs> um, the the, oh, the two man, best that's, that's... answers to this are uh, the Hostel the, trilogy, the the Shark Attack trilogy, the no Ginger Snaps trilogy. There you go. Oh yeah, that's a good one actually. Uh, okay, Corey Walter. Does JP ever get mad stone and watch horror movies that would otherwise uh, be not enjoyable? So, okay. Now, for uh, legal reasons, I'm going to say, do you ever partake in anything alcohol, anything that you might find laying around uh, to watch a horror movie that you would probably have not enjoyed while being sober? I don't drink because... um... I used to drink a lot in my teens and early 20s. And not that I ever became like an alcoholic. I just got in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. So uh, I stopped drinking and stopped being a fool. Uh, but I can drink. Like I can't. Like yeah. I took a shot with You took with a shot with, with us on yeah, Weird I, Children. I, I sent I, that video to Alex. I don't know what's going on with that. Okay. Um, so I can drink like I don't I don't my, every once in a while I'll drink a little bit. I've never been into drinking and watching movies though because like drinking to me makes me want to like like do well I guess that's why I shouldn't drink uh, makes me want to go and do shit you know what I mean yeah um, but like I, I never like Watson's really good at like whisking and movies like I can't I, I don't know if I could do that like um, and as far as like the other thing goes um. I've been a really bad smoker most of my life. Like even when I was into partying and drugs and stuff, it was never pot because I get really paranoid. Okay. Um, and it doesn't, it doesn't, I, I just can't, I, I, I've never been good at it ever, ever, ever. Like I've, I have like horror stories from when I got too paranoid and stuff. Um, however, last, I would probably say like January, I got my gram some pot because she smokes weed and um, cause she had like cancer and stuff, but she, she's always smoked her whole life anyway. Yeah. But, um, so I had, there was a, like, I had some and I was like, huh, you know, maybe I, it's been a while. So um, I just took a little piece, you know, and I'm like, all right, I'll just try. I just put it in a cigarette. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't, I don't smoke cigarettes. Um, I used to, but you know, not now. Uh, but I, I can smoke a cigarette. So I was like, I, I put a little piece in there and did it. And like, I was cool. And I was like, holy shit, I could do this. I, like I never thought. And then like, you know, I was, I was good. And I, I started doing this every day after work on my way home. And then I'd watch a movie. That's where I like discovered neon demon and how like amazing it was. So yes, technically, yes, I did that before. Um, and I was talking to Dave and well, I'm not going to put Dave's business out there or anything like that. I don't know what, uh, I'm pretty sure Dave has said multiple times that he, he does it openly. 
Okay, so good. So Dave, Dave was or, telling or, me about... Well, let's say that he at least used to. We know in his past that he has. I d- okay. As for currently, I don't think so. But okay, he has so when, when Dave used to smoke, he said that he would... Um, watch a movie and blah, blah, blah. And, and he was sharing his, his past experience with me. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to try this. So I started doing it. I was literally, it was making me sleep good. It was working perfect. I was, I would drive, go on a smoke ride, drive. And, but at this whole time I was only taking a little pinch. And Mm -hmm. then what I like, I like, I was like, okay, so this is what it's like. Cause I would always see these guys smoking weed and, and, and walk around and be like, fine. And I'm like, how the fuck are you doing that? You know what I mean? Like, cause like if that, if I was doing that, I would be like fucking hiding under a car or something. You know what I mean? Cause I'd be all paranoid. And I was like, how are they? I was like, Oh, so this is what happens when you build a tolerance. You could just walk around like normal. So I was like all happy that I was able to do that. So I made the fatal mistake of thinking that I had built a tolerance. So I just smoked a bunch and then it was the worst night of my life. I was like driving. I didn't know where I was and shit. Uh, and not really the worst night of my life, but like it sucked. And I was like, yep, that's it. Tossed it out the window and was done and haven't done it again since. Oh my God. Yeah. So I, that's funny. When I was uh, a teenager, uh, yeah. you know, I'd go smoke weed in, in, in the woods. And that's actually how I learned to freestyle rap is we would get high and freestyle rap. Um, mm-hmm. Back off uh, Little John's The Crunk Juice CD. Yeah. Um, but I, I, as I discovered other drugs, I was never that big of a fan of weed because I would get really dizzy and I feel like gravity would be crushing me and it would make me nauseous. Mm, but then okay. I discover, discovered real drugs and, you know, like, and, and started doing fucking coke and ecstasy and acid and shit like that. And I wouldn't fuck with weed anymore. In fact, I got to a point where I hated weed. I was like, I don't like, I don't want to be around people who smoke weed. They're yeah. fucking dumb. They're annoying. I fucking hate it. Uh, mm-hmm. One of my ex girlfriends, like, uh, uh, she smoked weed and I didn't. And and like after that relationship, I was so burned that I was just like, I'm never dating another chick that smoked weed. In fact, when I got with Reese, I was like, Yo, if you're gonna smoke weed, I'm not gonna be with you, straight up. Yeah. But I have really bad anxiety and depression. And um, two years ago, I think it's the first time I've ever said this publicly. Two years ago, I uh, lost a bunch of weight and I stopped eating. I I was not eating. I was going days without eating. Every time I took a bite of anything, even my favorite foods, I would feel disgusted and I wouldn't want to eat. It was just gross as shit. I wouldn't eat. I dropped a bunch of fucking weight. I'm not a big guy to begin with. So for me to drop weight, like my fucking che- cheeks were sunken in. People were asking. Yeah, that me, you're you're already skinny as fuck looking, man. Yeah, my uh, my brother told me that his uh, his baby mama's hus- uh, baby's mama's dad asked if I was a heroin addict after seeing pictures of me. <laughs> um, and I was like, no, I'm not. And so, but so I started smoking uh, weed to help me eat, and it also it helps me sleep. Um, and it's Dude, greatly... that's the one thing that it was doing yes. for me. Like, I was Holy sleeping shit. great, man. And it doesn't fully help me sleep. Like, some nights I get really, really good sleep. But now instead of me going, uh, you know, two, three weeks where every night is shitty sleep, I actually get one or two nights a week of decent sleep, which has helped me tremendously. I eat now. It's fantastic. But I have, ye- I have not watched a horror movie while high. I, I, I watch comedies. Um, I, I don't do it. I don't know why everyone, Kenneth keeps telling me cause Kenneth used to smoke a lot of weed. He doesn't do any drugs now. 
he keeps telling him, oh, you got to do it. It's a whole different experience. And I just huh. haven't, I haven't watched a horror movie. So you my... smoke regularly then? Uh, yes. Um, okay. I do not do it uh, in public. I do not do it and go to work. I do not do it and go yeah. out. I literally. You're a, re- you're a responsible adult, which is yes. what it, like, it, it, I mean, this is a whole nother topic, but it blows my mind that that shit is still legal, dude. It's, yes. It's I, so funny to me, man. I, I literally even... will come home from work. I will smoke. I will eat. I will watch a movie. I will go to sleep. That is what I do. That that's it. I don't I don't want to go out to parties. I don't want to smoke yeah. with people. None of that shit. Like I mean, if I met someone cool like like Paul Stevenson, who, who I mean, he's pretty open about it. You know, I would be like, "What's up, bro? Let's let's go." I, he'd be cool to hang out with. He'd probably smoke me under the fucking table because I'm still a very much a lightweight, even two years down the road, because mm. I don't I. JP, I, I made the mistake that you made, except I didn't go out. <laughs> I just did it so much that it made me sick and nauseous again, and I ended up throwing up. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so, see, I, I was out. I was out because I, I would drive out into – because, like, where, where my house is, like, I'm out in, like, the boonies, dude. Like, like I, I, I can go into the city pretty easy, but, like, just so happens that I'm, like, out in the middle of nowhere. There's, like, no cops or anything. So I would gosh. just drive out into the, on a country road and, and you know – smoke and then like fuck man it was like crazy dude like i just couldn't wait to get home yeah <laughs> fuck fuck that dude i don't think i could do it and i think that's one of the reasons i uh haven't watched a horror movie is because i'm worried about it flipping me out like because um, yeah. i get yeah. really into movies like i i i've told the story before but um me and kenneth like to put ourselves in the position of the character and really feel what they feel, and sometimes that's that, me too, man. that backfires. That too. You talked about how you almost had an anxiety attack, uh, and it comes at night. I understand yeah, that because, true. <laughs> and, and, and you're about to laugh at me. I had to turn off VHS because I almost had a panic attack during the uh, the story where the uh, the chick is filming inside the hotel, and they end up killing the, the guy. The, be- the best story. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was scary, man. That one, uh, Sinister. I almost had an uh, anxiety attack during Sinister. I had you like Sinister as well. Yes, I actually really like Sinister. I thought it was because, like, I feel like I'm the only one. Yeah, I I gave it like a nine or something. I loved it. Oh, I I'm I'm at least at an eight. At least I fucking love Sinister. I think it's interesting. I think it's creepy. Yeah, and it gave me like I literally had to tell Reese to to stop the movie. And and give me a bit. I had to. I, I couldn't deal with it. I was. Have, I was about. To, I was. That's how I felt. I oh, like that. Man, <laughs> I, I was fucking. I, yeah, but I will full on have an anxiety or having a panic attack, yeah. and it is yeah. not pretty. Um, so I'm not trying to do that. So I'm with you on all of that. Okay, we are down to our last questions, and they're all from Dave Z. Dave okay. Z. Okay. Here we go. What's worse? More than half the world pronouncing it as Z instead of Z, or the Spanish language using the upside down question mark at the beginning of their sentences. Please, no Mexican bias. I'm not biased. Z is fucking stupid. I'll take the question mark. I agree because you know what? No one pronounces that question mark. Exactly. All right. All right. <laughs> I think he should list list off his controversial opinions. That he once posted. It's a great conversation starter. Now, I don't know about this. Did you apparently like make a huge post about your controversial opinions? <clears throat> I don't know what he's really getting at. He could be talking about stuff that we say in in private chats where like 
Um, <laughs> oh, where where uh, Jeremy does not say that uh, you made a choice based off minorities. <laughs> Jeremy, are you fucking serious? Like, dude, that was funny. That was um, hilarious. I was. I think myself. he could be referring to. Um, something like, cause I've said in the past that I think Jason goes to hell is actually pretty good. Um, or he could be talking about the fact that I think he's fake. You think who's fake? Dave's fake? Dave. That Dave's he, fake. Wait, Dave, you not, mean, not think Dave is fake. No, like what, like he's a robot or he's someone. No, no, he's a fake Friday the 13th fan. Oh, he's not a real Friday the 13th. Oh, do you have nope. any proof of this or yes, like, I do have okay. Because that? he likes part one through four. Uh, I, I, I like part one through four. Uh, my, okay. my top three is probably, uh, four to five. Yeah. But I'm saying you can be a Friday the 13th fan, but Dave is known as a Friday the 13th fan. Yet he only likes four out of them, four of them. Interesting. Okay. Uh, when I have Dave on, cause Dave's <laughs> going to come do one of these interviews also, we're going to have to get into that. I I'm got- a motherfucking Friday the 13th fan. I love part one. I love part two. I love part three. I love part four. I love part five. I love part six. I love like part seven. I like part eight. I like love part nine. Fuck. I love them all except for Jason X and and Jason X is tolerable. I'll just say that. I love them all. I love those films. What's your top three Friday 13th films? Because mine's top three four two five. Mine is four two five. Four. What we legit have the same ones in the same order? Yeah. Holy yeah. Shit. Oh, that reminds fun. me. I was gonna ask you about this. Where, where the? F- Sorry, uh, Dave. I will come back to you in a second. Um, where, where's my fucking note on this? Uh, JP thought the end of Friday Five was Jason wearing a human mask. Explain. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was a kid, I still actually have the VHS. You know what mold? It, like how VHSs get that mold and they're like fucked. Yes. Okay, so it has the mold thing, but I had a VHS tape that had A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2 and Friday the 13th Part 5 on it and another, I think, Full Metal Jacket, weirdly enough. And I used to watch that VHS straight through. Elm Street 2, Friday the 13th, 5, Full Metal Jacket. I would watch it all the time. You know you know how, like, when you were oh, a yeah. kid? You oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I did that shit all the time. Yeah, yeah. And... I would watch and and I would watch Friday Thirteenth Part Five and I just I just assumed that Jay like Jay I was young you know I just assumed Jason was the killer and and at the end of the movie when he falls onto those spikes and it's a big reveal I'm like holy shit Jason had a human mask on under his hockey mask that's fucking genius because he's gonna be able to walk around in broad daylight and nobody will know it's him <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah shit. so that's that's my i truly for years i'm talking till i was like in my probably like late teens i thought this wow. <laughs> i didn't know why like as i got older it didn't make sense i was like i was like why the fuck do they have him why is he wearing a human mask i never once noticed that that dude was the dude from the ambulance <laughs> dude i when i was a kid i never once noticed that either i didn't notice that until like maybe the third or fourth time i'd seen that movie because i think uh five is the movie that i had watched the most out of as as a kid for the friday 13th series yeah it was it was weird man i was like i was like jason had a human mask on like just like a william shatner mask like i don't know like just 
He just had a regular dude's face mask on that he got from somewhere and he wore it over his ugly face and then he put a hockey mask over that so that he can easily take his hockey mask off and walk around in broad daylight and everybody would be like, oh, hey, dude. You know what I mean? And nobody thinks it's a a distorted, disfigured monster, you know? So like my little kid brain put this story together and I just rolled with it for years. (laughs) But yeah, Dave is fake because he does, he, he likes, he says that the Friday the 13th franchise is better than most whatever, but he doesn't like part six. Uh, I can't, I can't call you a Friday the 13th fan. If you don't like part six, I'm sorry. Part part six. Isn't my least favorite, but it's, it's, I mean, I'm going to have a, a couple above it easily. Like I like part six, but it's not, it's not in my top five. Yeah, but are you a diehard Friday Thirteenth fan? Um, it's my it's probably my favorite horror franchise. But I feel like I feel like it's so generic for us horror fans to be like Nightmare on Elm Street is my favorite horror franchise. Halloween's my favorite horror franchise. Friday Thirteenth, like of course it is. Like of course <laughs> you pick one of the big fucking like five as your fucking. I, favorite I actually franchise. find it extremely interesting when people say Friday or uh, Nightmare on Elm Street because most of the time it's Halloween or Friday. You rarely hear Nightmare on Elm Street. I know yeah. your host, co-host, that's his favorite, and Moods, my co-host, that's his favorite. So those are the only two people that I know really that I could think of that that is their favorite franchise. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't know. It's weird. Um, so okay. Uh, do you think of JP comes at night? I mean, uh, it comes at night in the same way that Dave thinks about the witch. Are you so in love? With it comes at night that you that that is your version of Dave's the witch. I mean, I would probably say yeah, and and actually the first person I thought of when I said that I was gonna have to defend this film all year, or you know, uh, push this film all year was Dave because I felt like he was really the guy that was pushing the witch last year, and I remember. They, when I seen the witch, I gave it like a seven point five at first, and then I rewatched it. And I, after listening to stuff that Dave said about it, and like kind of seeing it from a different angle, and I raised my rating to nine point five. Like I love the witch; it's a great movie. Um, so I do kind of think that that makes sense for this to be my witch, because I was blown the fuck away by this movie, and I just. To me, it's like it's not like it's funny because like I've been doing this for a long time, dude. Like it's not like I just hand out ratings like high ratings easy. Like I've been doing this since uh, 2012. I've been making top 10 lists Uh, and 2013. My number one horror film of 2013 was Maniac, the remake, and I gave it a 9.5. And my second favorite movie was Lords of Salem, um, which I gave a nine. Uh, 2014, my favorite movie of the year was The Sacrament. I gave it a nine. Uh, 2015, my favorite movie of the year was A Landmine Goes Click. I gave it a 9.5. Uh, and then 2016, my favorite movie of the year was um, The Witch, and I gave it a 9.5. Uh, this is my favorite movie that I've seen in that time period. Which actually, he he goes on to goes um, as in you consider it the best horror movie of the millennium. If not, where would you place it in like your top three? What are your top three movies of the millennium? 
So, um, I have a, what, what is the millennium? Uh, I'm like, guessing 2000 and on. See, that's hard. Cause I do love a lot of movies from 2000 and on. Um, I think that my favorite movies are like, I really, really like the, like the devil's rejects is, is one of my favorite movies from that time period. Like, I think I would give that a 10, um, let the right one in is another really big one. Um, so I, I would say that it's probably around that area, but I couldn't be for certain because I would have to see the list in front of me and, and really look at it. But, uh, there's not a ton of movies I would give a 10. I'll tell you that. Gotcha. So, uh, completely off topic and nowhere near as good. Uh, your boy Jeremy just uh, apparently he posted something in in Twenty Two Shots group three hours ago, which I didn't see because as soon as I got home from work, I jumped on here to record with you, and yes. he just now and he didn't tag me. He posted it. He didn't tag me. Apparently, it's a diss to me. It's a video. I'm not gonna watch he's it a right pussy. now. Yeah. So two hours ago, he apparently also after a few people comment and laugh. So apparently, he did something good for once in his life. Um. I'm sure his mother's proud. He says, "Ah, he's yes, ah, fuck you, Jerry, in all caps. Not surprising that Jeremy is saying anything in all caps. And just now, just now, keep in mind, three hours ago he posted it. Two hours ago he said, ah, fuck you, Jerry, and rejoice him because I hadn't responded. Now he tags me in it. Three fucking hours later <laughs> and goes, I love how Jerry Herring can dish it, but once I fucking get him... He doesn't said a word, as Moose says, shaking penis. First of all, Jeremy, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to watch the video right now, okay? But I will say this. Uh, I was actually interviewing one of the two people that kept your show afloat and has made it the fucking icon that it is as yeah. one of the greatest horror podcasts out there. What I was doing was was going deeper into uh, the psyche of J.P. Shot, a legend, something you will never be because J.P. can review a movie and and have comebacks and actually throw down in a conversation without screaming and without using, you know, he uses more than just two fucking catchphrases. So, Jeremy, <laughs> since you think you're so big and so ballsy that you tagged me three hours after posting it. And the only reason I haven't seen it is because I was, I was at work making money to come home and record with, you know, someone who's actually important. Unlike you. Uh, yeah, act all big and bad, but you know what? I can get vulgar too. You're a dried up dick licking cum guzzling son of a fuck face cocker spaniel. So, when this comes out in the next day or two, because this is Saturday night, um, I hope you find this, uh, and I hope it brings you joy. <laughs> Dude, you know what's funny? I watched that video and didn't even get it. Like, so I don't. What all I, I see is it's David Spade. You know what? I'm gonna, I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch it. Hold on. What is? It? How long is this? It's, it's only a couple seconds. Star, make a wish. Yeah, yes, that's right. You make a Hollywood minute omelet, you break 
Okay, okay. Did you get that at all? Okay. I didn't get it. Time out. First of all, it's David Spade from SNL uh, making fun of someone. I don't know who he was really making fun of, but he put a picture of me and my cat. Okay? First of all, my cat will fuck you up, son. Okay? <laughs> my cat don't play Jer- your Jeremy shit. Jeremy would admit that. Uh, he would admit that I'm, anybody would fuck him up. Yeah. Um, uh, second of all, in there, the two things that I know is David Spade says is, uh, oh, look, a falling star. Okay, first of all, I'm not a star yet. I'm working my way to become a, 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 a top host in Horophila. I'm out here putting in work while you don't have to put in work because you get to ride the coattails of your two way better co-hosts. Okay? Way better. I mean, leaps and bounds. And not just that, but they have better YouTube channels that are way more interesting. Um, they're way more diverse as people in general you fake liking Criterion movies so you can seem like you're fucking more artistic and important. <laughs> Ain't no one believing that shit. No one for a fucking second believes that oh, shit. Oh man, uh, this is funny. Uh, okay, so I'm not a shoot. I'm not a falling star because I haven't become a star yet. So you're a little premature. Um, but that's okay. Uh, your mom says hey, you've been hey, like that hey, your whole falling life. Falling star is better than it never was a star, right? That that's true. But I mean. He's premature on this, and most of his women in a life will agree that he does that a lot. Uh, second, second off, um, it says in there, um, you got to break an omelet, blah, blah, blah. And, and, what, what was that other fucking thing he said? Hold on. What did it say? Okay, no one gives a shit. What was the other thing? I'm leaving all this in. I don't give a fuck. Oh, don't write the letters if you can't take the jokes. Literally, you take shots at at JP and Moods, and every single time, every joyful, blistering, uh, uh, wonderful moment, they respond and shut you the fuck down. Every <laughs> single do time, a lot, man. every single fucking time, they shut you down. Okay, so and, and they actually, and literally, in the show y'all just put out, Urban Legends trilogy. JP says to you, you can't take it. You you throw shit out there and you can't take it when it comes back at you. So you literally stole a joke that was used against you. And I'm pretty sure that he saw this video and was like, oh, J- JP said that about me. If it worked for JP, I'm going to say that shit to Jerry. Bam, bitch. It didn't work, dude. Okay, you're, that was not creative. I literally, that like I can edit that video and I'm a terrible editor. I didn't have to go to college for that. Okay. Okay. And, and I actually like put a, I've put two videos out, two videos and destroyed you each time. So much so that I got Neil to, I didn't even ask Neil. Okay. Neil just jumped on board because he was like, damn, Jerry's having a good time. I'm assuming this. I don't know why Neil actually did it, but damn, Jerry's having a good time. I want in on this. Okay. And the first video was just me explaining why you weren't on there. Because when I left the review, you weren't on the fucking show. You weren't there. I don't know why you left in the first place. Uh, I, I I don't know if it was scheduling because you were in college. Um, they stopped selling tampons where you are. I don't fucking know uh, what was going on there. And you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ask JP. I was going to ask JP on this show why you were not on for a long time. But I thought, well, 
maybe they're not open about it. Maybe it could be something I don't know. And I did not ask JP ahead of time if it was okay to ask that. So I'm not going to. But what comeback have you given me that was creative? Because my second video was a disrap to you. A fucking, it wasn't long. It wasn't fantastic. I, I fucking hate writing uh, raps. I like to freestyle. But I actually sat down and I freestyled some shit. And I wrote it down and I tweaked it and, and a little bit to, to make it flow a little better and work it. And I, I put a diss rap out video to you. So much show that JP messaged me and was like, dude, it is so hard. And JP will, I know he'll, he'll say that he did this. He messaged me and was like, dude, it is so hard not to throw a diss track at you right now because I see a diss track, I want in. I am all about this. I want in. And I won't say what he said after that, Jeremy, because I don't want to hurt your feelings as to why. I, well, I said something and he was like, yeah, that's pretty much why I don't want to do it. Uh, and trust oh, me, it's, I, I'll say I didn't want to defend Jeremy. Yeah, he didn't want to defend you because there's nothing to fucking defend because J, I have no idea how good JP is at rapping. I don't. But it won't matter because I have way more ammo at my hands than with you, Jeremy, than he has on me. And trust me, the shit I've said on Married with Children, he's got ammo. There's shit that, that there's a whole uh, uh, jail uh, anal sex thing that happened on Married with Children that never came out. And he's got tons of ammo he can use. And even that was not enough. Not enough. For him to try to take a shot at me because then I'd have to call him out for defending you. So Jeremy, oh, Jeremy, I, and I, I, I can't believe we're ending the episode this way. Uh, so I'm going to end it on a much better note. Um, so fuck Jeremy. No one gives a shit. Uh, this is, I'm Jerry. I am number one in the hall of fuckery. Is it fuckers? Hall of fuckers? Hall of fuckers. Hall of fuckers. I'm number, I was the first one in the hall of fuckers. And I you essentially spawned, created it. I created. I spawned. Well, I, someone had to create it because the only <laughs> even if he does have a good idea, someone else has to make it better. Like the Hall of Shame in Moots, he had to take that idea and make it better for it to work. <laughs> like, like this motherfucker is going to try to come at me, son. I go. I beefed with Dan fucking Chase, a goddamn legend in the podcast area, and he could hold his own. You, if you've never seen the meme wars between me and him. Ask Watson. <laughs> Ask fucking Watson how me and Dan do it. You ain't fucking on my level, son. You ain't on my fucking level, okay? You're the, my beef with you was so fucking disappointing. Me and Dan stopped beefing because we, we like it. It wasn't fun anymore. You ruined it. Uh, listen, I liken this to. First of all. <laughs> This is very similar to if anybody out there has ever had a little brother or sister and they get into a fight and you're like, you know, you want to jump in and help them out, but you're like, they got to handle their business on their self. You know what I mean? And you're just seeing them get mollywopped by a bigger, tougher, stronger, smarter kid. <laughs> Did you kid, just say mollywop? And you just, just got to stand back and let it happen. And then when they walk away, you put their arm around them and be like, be like, see what happens, bud. You see what happens. <laughs> That's what this is. Yeah, That's no, what this I, is, I man. think, I think, I think Jeremy thought because he's on, he's on, you know, twenty-two moods, twenty-two shots of moods and horror, one of the biggest shows on the network, top three on the horror feeling network, regardless of of how it switches out. Of the 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 three shows that constantly are in top five, Skeleton Crew. Exploding heads and twenty-two shots. They all three are constantly interchanging. 
and uh, as top three. Just because Moods and JP get you there doesn't mean you can jump on me, the the newcomer to the Horophilia Network. Like, I don't have, I, I like, I'm just going to be an easy, you're going to get laughs at my expense. Because, <laughs> goddamn, that backfired. Okay? I li- <laughs> like, literally, you got n- nothing, son. Nothing. You might as well just stop now before it gets worse. But... Let's, okay, you made it to the end of the show, we got a little derailed, which, it's killed the cast, we go off on tangents, that, that happens, that is 100%, our last show with Puppet Master, uh, there was talks about, uh, suicide and hookers, which I'm sure is how Jeremy's gonna end, so, um, uh, you made it to the end, you, you, you survived all the questions, uh, my questions, uh, uh, the, the other questions, but, before you can get out of here, you mm-hmm. actually have to answer my Friday the 13th questions, which I, I did ask. Um, these actually came from when I made these up on the spot when I was talking to Alex. And they are before you can end the show by telling us where we can find you at and pimp yourself out all over the place. You got to answer these questions. Uh, so are you ready? Yes. Okay. Friday the 13th part three. Oh, no, no. Sorry. We got to do the fir- we got to do Friday the 13th part two first. Friday the 13th Part 2, was it Rat Piss or not? Hmm. Is it, it, was it the main chick or was it Rat Piss? Yeah, it was Rat Piss. Okay. It was Rat Piss. Okay. Friday the 13th Part 3, did Jason rape Chris? I know this is controversial. And I know that a lot of Friday the 13th fans want to say no because they love their boy Jason. But in the context of that film... Yes. Okay. In Friday the 13th part 4, did Jason throw the dog out of the window or did the dog commit suicide? I've answered this before. <laughs> uh, I, I I think that I said that he jumped out of the window. Okay. And the bonus question, are you a dead fuck? Um, hmm. What does the computer say? Uh, let me check. I better not just start banging on my keyboard before I <laughs> fuck up this entire recording. Uh, the, the program says you are not a dead fuck that, uh, I didn't think so. You I, here's a little down. bit of trivia for you. And this is another exclusive, right? Okay. I actually lost my virginity while watching... Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4 on VHS in the room with my best friend in the same bed as me. How fucked up is that? That is boss-ass shit because uh, I've got stories that are very similar. I've realized tonight over talking with JP, putting a lot of things together, we had some very similar uh, life experiences. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's a good one. And and, and speaking of which, I want to ask you a question. and I I, Because I'm pretty sure... Oh, wait, no, I did. I brought this up on Married with Children. I don't think you answered it, though. Um, and I'm not sure if it's going to end up in the episode. So, uh, I think it wasn't... I don't know. Uh, uh, on Married with Children, did I bring up the first time I got a, a blowjob in a movie theater? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. So, okay. Uh, I, I, okay. Guess what movie, horror movie, I went to go see 
And it was the first time I got a blowjob inside a movie theater. Not my first blowjob, but my first time getting uh, action more than just making out and touching some boobs. In a theater, I got a blowjob. Guess what movie? Okay. So, how old were you? Uh, fuck, man. I don't know. Um, I could probably... I If I give you the year, would that help you out better? Yeah. Okay, let me let me pull it, pull it up um, right now. I know I... I spelled that wrong. Um, it was 2002. I was in... What was I? I was in seventh grade, I think. That was Jacksonville, Florida, right? I think I was in All seventh right. grade. All right, I'm gonna have to seventh say. Or eighth. I'm no. gonna say. Ghost Ship. No, the movie has a 3.3 rating though on uh, IMDb. It was Fear.com. Oh, that was going to be my second guess. Oh, shit. You are really it, fucking close. Fear.com. That yeah. was it. Okay. Yeah, I know 2002 very well. We did a podcast on that year. And I was trying to think it might have been like a PG-13 horror movie. But it turns out Fear.com's R. Oh. And I couldn't re- – but that was kind of where I was going with it. But um, No, right. I, uh, I had a theater um, that really didn't give a shit. Um, so I looked out there. It was Jacksonville, Florida. Who gives a shit in Jacksonville, Florida? Have you been I there? still haven't got my first blowjob in the theater yet. Oh, fuck it. God damn it. We need to make this happen. Carly, <laughs> not not you, Carly. You obviously have dignity and self-respect. Um, you got to know some slutty friends, though, right? Hook hook JP up. Let's get him a hooker. I'll go in with you, Carly. Oh, yeah. let's get him to where he's where like he he gets blowjobs in theater. So he can't count those movies towards his list because he technically didn't pay enough attention to the movies. So he loses the challenge and can't take away oh, your listen, microwave. When I lost my virginity to a nightmare on Elm Street part four, by the way, by the way, I restarted it just so you guys. Fucking yeah, know this. Yeah, OK, hold on. Like and, right after you like right after you uh, finished. No, clean no up. didn't finish. Movie ended. I was like, hold on. We got to rewind this thing whoa hold up time's out you lost your virginity uh and you lasted longer than five minutes for your first time fucking yes and it was because i was drinking and also okay not to brag but i've always had a problem with that i cannot finish easy i have to really be into it and i was watching elm street 4 so i was watching the movie while i was doing it so, and that is what kept me – like people think baseball. No, you just got to watch Elm Street Yeah, four. you just got to watch a disappointing movie. That way you don't disappoint your lady because there's a disappointment movie on. You learned it Listen, here. Listen, I remember to this day, I was like – after we were done done and I was like – I was like – I was like uh, – I was, I was like I, wa- I was watching – I I really liked watching Elm Street 4 or something. Like she was like, don't ever say that to a girl afterwards. It was, like, it was something along those lines. But it was it was really funny because I legitimately – like that was the first time I did it. Going into it, I was like – I knew that it was like, okay, everybody says you always like finish really fast. Like I yeah. got to not do that. So I, I was like, how can I do this? And I was like, I'll put in a movie that I like and then I'll just try to watch that. 
like while you know like she was on top for like a, a, a good majority of the time and then like the doggy and like it was i was watching and then i was listening you know and i was trying to focus because i had literally seen elm street four hundreds of times so i know every line in that movie and i would just listen and watch the movie in my head too when i wasn't facing the tv it was a brilliant plan and it worked that is gene okay got sex tips from jp right there he obviously is not a dead fuck at all uh, he's a fucking pimp right there. I gotta say, that's that's some that's some fucking pimp game shit. It's a true story. Um, it's and, a, I swear to God. <laughs> and and he is right on that. Like guys, when we first have, we are so worried we're gonna we're gonna bust fast. If you ever want to know what it's like for a guy uh, for the first time they have sex, there's a song by J Cole called Wet Dreams. Listen to that song because it is so fucking accurate. It's not even funny. It is such a good <laughs> song. So, All right. um. Uh, with that, you passed the test. You made it to the end. You you conquered this interview. Listen, you... not only did I pass the test, but I actually took your show over because from what I understand, you're a guy that likes your podcast under two hours. And guess we what? We are sitting at two hours and 26 minutes. So, yeah, this is going to be a two and a half hour long podcast. Um, mm-hmm. And I did that to you, you because did. I have to bring 22 uh, shots with me. As I say, uh, uh, we've most of our podcasts knit, do not make it past like two hours and and five minutes at the most. Two of them have uh, last house on the left and um, fucking uh, horror coliseum. Um, yeah. Those went longer. Um, Psycho, th- no Psycho three was still under two hours. Uh, me and Kenneth went hardcore deep in that. What's your longest movie. episode? Uh, last house on the left. Uh, that one's like almost three hours long. Oof. Yeah. Watson. Watson. Yeah, Watson. Uh, but honestly, like, fucking man, we man, we we said some shit in that that I don't think anyone has ever said about Last House on the Left. I honestly I want you to feel listen that. to my. I can't remember my review. It might not be as um, good as I remember, but check it out. Uh, do you remember what episode it was? Uh, it's our Wes Craven director's spotlight. Okay. It was like right after. He I'm dives. going to. I'm going to download it. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna try to remember to download it tonight so I can listen. It'll be the. I will. Stop the Urban Legend trilogy episode. Go listen to this one, and then go back to the Urban Legend one. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what episode it. it is really quickly. It is episode fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. I, I'm I'm on where where's my twenty-two shots fucking subscription thing a thing thing a thing. I'll I'll get to that. It's like okay, so pimp yourself out. You say whatever the fuck you want. Tell people where to find you. Um, whatever information you want to, to give out. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you can find me closest on Facebook. Like you can friend me like the JP shot account if you want. Uh, YouTube is something that I've been doing since like 2012 and I do it off and on. Uh, but I love it. So I'll, I'll continue to do that. I don't take it super seriously. Like I, you know, like some people, but I, I love to do it. That's Double shot J. That's D O U B L E S H O T, the letter J. Uh, and also Twitter, 22 Shots Podcast, or Double Shot JP. Some asshole took Double Shot J. Um, <laughs> and then also Netflix and Show Horror Podcast. Like, I really want to start pushing that because I honestly think that show is really funny and I don't think a lot of people have actually listened to it. Uh, so if you haven't heard it, give it a shot. And plus, it has a girl. You know, she'll show you her boobs, I swear. Um, just the messenger. And then um, also you can check out the Married with Children podcast with Jerry. Uh, also 
horophilia.com, 22 shots of moods and horror.com and uh, subscribe to us and rate us, review us on iTunes. You know, that's, I have a lot of links, dude. There's way plenty more, but I don't remember them all. But give a, if you're listening in the 22 shots feed, which I know you are, go ahead and check out Kill the Cast. I've listened to two episodes and they're only mildly retarded, but still yeah. fun. But to be fair, he's listening to the earlier stuff. Um, when he gets to the more current stuff, or if this is your first time and you want to listen to Kill the Cast, I recommend uh, the Best of the 80s show. That was fantastic. Or if you want something a bit more serious, Horror Coliseum, Alien vs. a Thing for the greatest sci-fi horror movie ever. Those two are fantastic. The thing better of one, right? Uh, spoiler alert, it did. Um, and also, what you said episode 50 was was the 22-shot episode I should do? Because episode 50 is the most influential influential horror no, films. 57, 57 is the Wes Craven spotlight. Okay, I'm trying to find it. My app's being all fucking weird and... Dude, there's episode 56, 94, 75. Who fucking ordered these? What the fuck is this? This what is What the hell? I don't, I I don't know what's going on because What app are you using? Uh uh Podcast Attic. That's what I use. Yeah, and it's Sam like the 22 shots of moods and horror has one episode, but when I when I look for a podcast um mm, that's weird. So I'm just like, like what that. the fuck? But all, oh, but God. here's the thing: in episodes, they're all there. They show the every single one of them's there. <laughs> oh shit! Y'all did the Jaws franchise. Fuck that! I'm, I'm downloading that also. Because um, I haven't done, I haven't went super hardcore into your back catalog. Yeah, yeah, they're long shows. I understand. Yeah, um, and I like shorter shows. But y'all are y'all are good enough that uh, I will 100% fuck with these long ass episodes. God. Damn it! Come on, fifty-four. Can I? And I, 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 one time we counted up how many hours. Oh Jesus! It would take like how many total days of 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 us talking there is, and it was crazy. And we did that like forty episodes ago, so <laughs> can't imagine what it is now. Uh, yeah, because I went through the entire back catalog of Skeleton Crew, and it took me months. Why? Yeah. Okay, it's not. Okay, I'm just gonna have to go download it off the fucking Horophilia website. All right, that, cool. that's that's what I'm gonna have to do. So that's it. Uh, I I've, I've got to go find this fucking episode. We're done. You've heard him pimped out. I I don't know if I have all his links because I don't want to write a book, but I will have uh, a bunch of links to his stuff um, in the description, obviously. So check all that out. You've heard where you can find him at. Uh, he is JP Shot. Even though he doesn't like to be called that, apparently, but now it's stuck in my head. Of twenty-two <laughs> shots of moods and horror, please check out his show. Uh, we apologize for Jeremy, but you listen to Jeremy because then you get to listen to me and Neil make fun of him, and that yeah, and worth you it. get to hear us oh shut Jeremy down, and, and it's, it's funny. It's funny when it happens. Oh, oh, dude, I'm gonna go post in that Facebook, and I'm gonna be like, uh, my response will be in uh, at. We'll be in the interview with JP if you want it. Yeah. And it, if they don't want to come get it or he wants to be like, oh, you couldn't respond, I don't care because you listen to it. I'll, I'll make a fucking YouTube clip of this and put it in fucking 22 shots of what I just said if he, yeah. wants, to, if he wants to bitch. But anyway, it's been two and a half hours uh, with, with, with JP here. So we are done. Thank you for listening. Uh, find us all on Horophilia. 
all the kill the cast uh, nonsense you should already know. But if you don't, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash kill the cast. We have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash kill the cast. Uh, much like 22 shots, you can do a horror pack with us. Much like 22 shots, you can get shirts of kill the cast. There's all kind of cool shit. We're on Stitcher and iTunes, all that fucking great nonsense. We will see you next time here on Kill the Cast or 22 Shots, depending where you go. Uh, So show the 22 Shots people some love. And show Kill the Cast some love. And show Kill the Cast love because we need it more. (laughs) All right, later, guys. Peace.